welcome to Infamous, the audio podcast. This is Brandon, or Mutilus, on the forum. This is Parker. Go by Dr. Mantis Toboggan, MD, on the forums. You just can't stop. This is Jeremy. I go by Dormammu, a.k.a. Uh, Dormammu, on no forums. Dormammu needs no forums. Dormammu has his own forum. The Dark Dimension has his forum. I like that your name is... Inside jokes, I like the a.k.a. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, that brings joy to my heart. John knows why. We both know a certain individual that likes AKA. Um, shout out, John. All right. Well, um, welcome to episode 48, question mark. That's probably the title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, quick announcements today. Uh, if you tuned in last time, you know that Parker is a terrible human being and likes to abuse children. The Stay tuned to the pre-ramble for more information. What? On that. <laughs> uh, he's now down to 182 probationary episodes. That's right, 48 episodes, and he's racked up 182 probation episodes. I'm really excited about my uh, by my uh, tricentennial. I think. I think tricentennial. <laughs> well done, How sir. About this, Parker. We we like doing bets, and uh-huh. so let's start wagering probationary episodes. Ooh. And if you get to zero, I won't troll you. Whoa. Until you again have probationary episodes. But while you have any amount of probationary episodes, I get to troll you. Troll prohibition is... Mm -hmm. That's really something. Yeah. I I feel like I don't know what amount of money I have. What you just put on the table is priceless. No, no. We're going to wager in probationary episodes. Okay. All right. So so you're like, well, I think this. You're like, I disagree. It's like, well, I'll bet you 10 episodes. You're like, all right, I'm in. Okay. So then we'll we'll do that. I will, I will, I will do it. Let's. let's, let's I really Maybe we, like this. If we, how about we have to? I'll come up with some bonus if we get to a thousand. Okay. That where you have to like, I don't know, buy buy me all the models. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <clears throat> I feel like an adult needs all to right. come running out and be like, Parker, no, it's not a good <laughs> bet. <laughs> no. No. All right, uh, Parker, you're now allowed to do your segment. All right, it's time for news. News, 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 news. All right, so there actually is news, and then there's really, really actually important news. So let's get through the news that nobody cares about. Who really cares? I noticed that some of our news is in alternating colored font and much larger bold text. That's because that's the most important news. The most important news is color-coded to reflect the man, literally. So we're going to... Not talk about uh, the best, most important news first. We're going to leave that for last. We're going to leave you on the hook. Uh, we did have uh, the Hoods card, so we now know what the Hood does. And I say card, but that's actually a misnomer. It's cards, so many cards. Um, our first dual card totally character. So we've had characters that have single card prints with multiple rules on them, but this guy actually has two complete cards he comes with. So card bloat incoming. We've got some cards. Uh, the hood is... Oh. Okay, go ahead. You clearly do not know. I will tell you in a little bit. Continue. Oh, okay. The hood has two different uh, cards completely. Uh, we'll talk about his normal version first. So this is him when he's not gone full demon boy. Um, so Pistolier hood, normal hood, is a three-cost character, moving speed medium, size two, with five health on both sides. He is identical on both sides. Two physical health, two energy health, and three mystic defense. So already he's got the superhuman stat line, right? No sort of resistance or resonance, or except for 
some magical resistance. So already, this guy can fall over, right? He can just be pushed over. Like one attack. You said superhuman, and I thought you were trying to say he was superhuman. No. And you mean he is very human, yes. sat line. He is very okay. human, yes. <laughs> Maybe not the best word choice. You are correct. He is very human. Okay. Um, so, I, I mean, a single attack, a single four die attack can just one shot him. Like, it's. That's eh, pretty unlikely, but yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this many times. The difference of one defense die is fairly negligible. But mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into the rest of it. Okay. So he does have two mystic attacks. The first one's called Hex Shot. It's range three. Four dice. He always receives one power for doing so. And it does have rapid fire if you roll a hit. So if you get one hit in your four dice, then it does go rapid fire. He also has another attack called Dark Lightning, which is also range 3, 6 dice, and it costs 3 power. It has a new ability called Arc on a Wild. Uh, so after this attack is resolved, you choose a number of enemy characters within 3 inches of the target character equal to or less than the number of wilds in the attack roll. So it counts up the number of wilds totally, and they automatically suffer 1 damage. So it's not another attack roll just one damage within three of the original for every wild you have in Dark Lightning. Then, after this attack resolved, the character that got shot and just that one receives shock. Yeah, it's really cool pseudo-explosion. Mm-hmm. Really huge area of effect. Within three of that character, that's enormous. It'd be really yeah, hard. If, if you get one wild, you're, unless it's the very end of the game, you're definitely doing one damage to somebody, I think. Is it that? I can't think. Unless you're like somebody way on the side point, I don't think you'll ever yeah, get damage. Yeah, it's pretty likely to deal damage. And more importantly, you'll know when you're about to do it because, you yeah. know, you'll be using Dark Lightning when there's a bunch of people around. Right. Uh, also, coolness is um, you get to choose, right? Which is nice. You're just like, I, I pick that one because that one needs the damage. It's not like the closest, for example. Right. Um, so, your first superpower is called Black Arts. It costs three power. Choose another ally character within three. That character immediately removes up to three damage and suffers bleed. Um, and you can only uh, affect a character with that once per round. So he has a three cost for three heal. Mm-hmm. This uh, this power is awesome. This yes. is why you're never going to use Dark Lightning. Yeah. Uh, Black Arts is absolutely amazing. The, the idea that you can... Because if you also if you heal somebody who's already activated, they're not even taking the bleed that round. Um, like you have to wait till the next round to do it. Taking a bleed for three uh, health of healing is such an awesome trade. It takes you three. Also, ra- go ahead. Just think of how often your characters already have fucking bleed. Like right. it just doesn't matter. Right. Um, funnily enough, it does. Like it does. It makes. Um, it makes the Dompier. I almost said his name. <laughs> the Dompier does go <laughs> off. So if you try to if you try to heal uh, somebody, the Dompier you know smells that blood and goes after him. But uh, except for those edge cases like the Dompier and it? Drax, those kind of there are some a couple characters you might not want bleed on. But um, with the exception of those, bleed is a great trade for three health. Um, his next power. It's called Invisibility Cloak. It costs two. When this character is targeted by an attack or make a dodge roll, you may use this superpower. The character uses its mystic defense to defend or dodge. During this defense or dodge, the character adds blanks to its total successes. So it becomes a martial art, it's a mystical martial artist for two power. 
to any dodge or attack roll. It's not martial arts, it is just blanks. Martial arts has, like, range and damage type restrictions. Right, so, like, super mystic martial arts, yeah. I guess, yeah. Well, so that'd be I like, just don't think we should reference an ability right. that it's not identical it, to, it would it's be, confusing. It would be kind of, actually, it's it's like a better version of, what is that, like, is that Vibranium Shield that does blanks too? Vibranium Armor? Vibranium Armor for Black Panther. Vibranium Panthers Armor does, blank. does blanks against yeah. specific damage types. So, right. again, it's just add blanks. Yeah. Let's not compare it to rules that are not yeah. the same. It's similar. But there you go. It's better. It yes. is better than it is, all of those abilities. It is better than all those abilities. Um, finally, a passive. When this character is possessed by the Nasanti, it's just the demon that uh, he gets his mystical power with, or from. I say they're kind of they're kind of collaborating, but it's not like Venom. It's not really symbiotic. Uh, uh, the hood is definitely being taken advantage of in this, but he thinks he's got the better of the demon. When this character is damaged by an enemy effect. After the effect is resolved, this character may transform into Hood Possessed. If this character would be dazed, before being dazed, it transforms into Hood Possessed, then it is dazed. So if you are um, damaging him, he automatically will turn into the Hood Possessed if he's dazed. But you get the option to turn him into Hood Possessed if he's just damaged. So, speaking of Hood Possessed, this guy now, right? So he has identical defensive stats, health, movement, and everything else. Um, but he does change his attacks. First off, his, uh, his uh, magic gun bullets turn into Razor Talons, the physical attack. Range 2, 6 dice. 6. After this attack is resolved, the character gains power equal to the damage dealt. On, it bleeds on a wild, and after this attack is resolved, if the character was dazed or KO'd by the attack, this character immediately transforms into the Hood. Basically, if the Hood possessed the demon, the the Nasanti, is it Nasanti? Yeah, if the Nasanti kills someone with its razor talons, it becomes satiated. It loses a bit of its aggression, and and Parker Robbins, the Hood, takes back over, and so you turn back into the Gun Toter. But that's a six die base attack on a three cost model. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, Ant-Man has a six-dice attack on a three-cost model. But he's also Ant-Man. But that's my point. Like, yeah. this attack has notable negatives. Like, you lose it when you attack with it mm-hmm. if you daze the person. Mm-hmm. So just calm down a little bit, sir. No, I mean, it, I, it's, I think it's... Uh, what I mean is it's premium. Not broken, just premium. It's, it's a good attack. Yeah. Uh, Mystic attack. Empowered Dark Lightning. So it reads very similar to the first one with some notable exceptions. It's still range three. It's eight dice for four power this time instead of three. But then it has Empowered Arc. So after this attack is resolved, you would then immediately count the number of wilds in the roll. You target characters within range three of your initial target. Each character takes two damage instead of one. After this attack is resolved, the target character gains shock, and after this attack is resolved, the character immediately transforms back into the hood normal. The idea is the empowered dark lightning pushes, you know, uses a lot of the mystical energy, keeping the possessed uh, 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 Nasanti in the, the physical world. And so, as soon as he uses empowered dark lightning, he shifts back into the other hood. So, do you do you are you excited to use empowered dark lightning, or is that? I mean, it is eight dice, range three. Or do you want to keep him as the hood possessed for as long as you can? What do you think? Well, I mean, one, it, it looks like pretty much whatever's going to be happening, it's likely that he won't stay as this guy for very long. Because mm-hmm. 
Because, yeah. I mean, if you're taking a purely combat character and you're not dazing anybody what with charge and six dice attacks, then mm. you're kind of messing up. So Speaking of that, we just mentioned he does have charge. So it is, uh, it is just like a normal charge. You make it a move action followed by an attack action for two power. And then he has this dough. Demonic Resilience. When this character would suffer damage from an enemy effect, reduce the amount suffered by two to a minimum of one. They did it! I mean, yeah, it's it's definitely good, and there's absolutely no question. This is one of the best damage reductions in the game. Uh, but if you think about it, how often do you, are you taking three unblocked damage? For, which is the only time this ability kicks in. Right. But it is very good. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it is really, really good compared to regular damage reduction. But, I mean, the odds of it actually triggering are fairly low. Right. So I think the concept, much like Ant-Man and Wasp, the Transformers seem to be built around really dialing in the exact moment you activate the character. It has to be the exact right time. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that basically the concept is you get attacked by somebody, you transform, and then you leave him in the demonic state for the rest of the round and then go with him last and attack and he transforms back. Right. And so you're basically using the extra defense from him being in the demonic form for as long as possible. His... But yeah, I think as soon as you activate him, you're going to expect to go back into normal. Right. The... Um passive called mystic vulnerability while defending against a mystic attack this character does not add additional dice to its defense roll as a result of crits if this character is damaged by a mystic attack after the attack is resolved it immediately transforms back to hood normal if this character would be dazed by a mystic attack at before being dazed it transforms into hood normal then it is dazed so there is a kryptonite bullet for the hood that will turn him out of his scary demon form if you want him back in his uh, human form for some reason, and that is a mystic attack. If he gets by a mystic attack, he will turn yeah. back. Luckily for this guy, mystic attacks are very rare, and there's not any more of them coming out anytime soon. No, none soon. <laughs> um, there's only, like, one in the whole game. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it be raining fucking eye bullets Oh, everywhere. my gosh. There is so much mystic coming out soon. This guy is... He's, he's not going to say as the hood possessed for very long. Well, but like you said, I think the hood possessed is for, it's for like one defensive spike, where you'll be harder to kill usually for one attack, uh, or more than one attack if your opponent can only throw physical energy at him. But uh, he's only going to throw probably one strong attack and then switch back to hood normal, which is also keeping with the character. I think it's kind of cool that they made a character that does transform back and forth, but he he transforms into the hood possessed at very particular moment. And it's also manipulable by your opponent, so I think it's cool, but I don't think he's egregious at all. I I mean, the one thing he's missing is board manipulation. So you have a three-point model that does some damage, it does some healing, but it's not going to be able to affect the game state aside from murdering somebody. But I, I don't know, he doesn't do much for trying to move models around, which is kind of how you win this game. Uh, he has another model to, to add heals to a list, though. If you really, really, really wanted to make who wants to live forever, if you want to make like a highlander <laughs> that just can't die, he can do that. One more model that can know. heal other models. He looks really, really fun to play. He's very interactive. He has a lot of reactive type of effects. Mm-hmm. 
when you transform, you get to place within one, right? In general, like in the game, I that's I, part of transform, right? I think so because they don't want you to have to like take the model and perfectly place it where it was. Even though part of the tools for this game include perfectly shaped objects to hold where a base is supposed to go. Mm. Although some people change size when they transform, so I assume they will anyway. Uh, let's see. Rules. Rules PDF. Transform. Transform, page 26. Um, this is a lie. This does not have transform on it. Okay, so... Place the miniature for the new form of the character transforming onto the battlefield within range one of its current position. Remove mm -hmm. the transforming character character's original model, and it is now represented by the new form. So yeah, he gets to place within one every time he gets to transform. And so being able to place in the middle of your opponent's turn is pretty nice. And it's any time he's damaged, he gets to transform. So that seems nice. You get to maybe pop out of range. Yeah, I mean, not every character... Jeremy's right, he does definitely doesn't really have board control. Um, but I think it's okay for, you know, three-point models to not have board control. I think he looks fun to play. I don't know if he's, like, powerful, but he looks very fun. Every turn you take with him is going to be, like, a lot of decisions. He does have rapid fire. I mean, he, he would probably make... A pretty good cabal because he has a lot of uses for his 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 power. I mean, there, there's some cool stuff you could do. I, I mean, yeah, he's only three points, so it's fine. Yeah, I, I really like him for a cabal too. I think cabal would be fun. I expect him also to be a cabal member. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't. Why? Why do you think he's good in cabal? Because he gets a I ton just of like, power. Yeah, I like rapid fire. Does he get a ton of power? I mean, it's four dice attack. He gets one. He gets one power for shooting. Yeah, that's on his card, though. It has nothing to do with Cabal. Yeah, one power for right, shooting, but... one power for a damage. He just has right. the ability... If you damage them, it's a, it's only a four-dice attack, it's mm -hmm. only range three, and he only gets the rapid fire on a hit. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, he can get more power. And he has lots of good uses for his power. That's my point. Like, he actually has good uses for power. Yeah, I think I think he'll have enough power on his own. He'll generate two or three a turn. You, you'll never use Dark Lightning. You might use the big one, but if you're using the big one, that means you've been attacked, so you probably have extra power. The real question is how much does he end up spending on invisibility cloak? Cool. All right, well, what's next, Parker? Next, we have some Dormammu tactics cards. So we'll do the uh, we'll do the the mild one first. The mild mannered one is called Dark Empowerment. Dark Empowerment is a Dark Dimension card only. It is an active ability. During a character's activation, it may suffer one damage to play this card. It does not cost power. only suffers one damage. Choose another character within range 3 of the active character. Effects of the next attack made this turn by the active character cannot cause it to gain power. The chosen character gains power equal to the attack dealt by the, uh, damage dealt by the attack. So the idea is you're about to do an attack. You want the other person to get the power for it. The cool bit is you do not have to do a um, a basic attack, the, the, the ones that usually gain people power. So if you're about to do a spender, your spender, if does any damage, will give somebody else on your team power. 
So it's a way to get power out of a spender uh, that you or, uh, normally otherwise wouldn't. It won't work within this activation, you have to give it to somebody else. But if you wanted to stack power on a character for one damage, um, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I assume the intention here is that when Dormammu is about to super blast somebody, you play this and like, okay, whoever, like my Magneto is going to gain like six power from this. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, I think it is cool to gain uh, power from spenders because spenders are supposed to be a negative sum game every time. The fact that you can spend one damage and do this and just get something for it is excellent. Um, I like this. I actually like this thinking about things like well, you could obviously do it on characters that heal at the end of their turn. Any regenerators would basically make this card perfectly free. Um, and so if you use one of their spenders, and then you could give power to Dormammu, if you wanted to use something like his tactics card, we're about to find out in a second. Or you could give power to somebody with throws or pushes, or like Shuri, give just a bunch of power to Shuri, so you can just power rerolls for the rest of the turn. Lots of ways you could, lots of ways you could use it. You just have to have a good, a really good reason to get power on one character while you're spending. Um, I don't know if this, I don't know if this pushes out any other tactics card in the game, but it's okay. I I don't think it does. I really doubt this card gets played. I think it's a good design space though. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I find it really hard to believe that this would get played over many things. Right. Jeremy, could you think of a good, a real good reason to play Dark Empowerment? I mean, it's a good way to give Dormammu power, right? I mean, right. He doesn't gain power on his own. Mm -hmm. But that he got, he's it, stunned all kind the, of all the time. The affiliation is a funky one. So what you need in that affiliation is still a big question mark. Like mm -hmm. they might just yeah. be fine. They they might need that card to actually achieve the goal. You know, fourth round might be the toughest one where you need power on models that don't have it, and you're like, there it is. There's the card. That's what you need. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there, another way to look at this, if you if you use it on spend on on spenders, right? So if you use it on big attacks, if you spent four power and you did four damage, it's it's basically a way to just conserve power uh, across your your force. Um, it's just to keep it a like I said a neutral sum game or maybe even uh, a winning game. So it's it's interesting that you could. If there was a card that said, take any four power on a character, they get to do an attack, and you take all the power you spent and give it to somebody else, I don't know if that gets played, but it's not a bad card. Um, it's interesting. The fact that it's, yeah, based on random dice rolls, I, mm. I don't like it. Um, right. I don't know, I just feel like if you're that desperate for power, there's probably a better way. I don't, I don't know that that's true, but I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Now, the real potatoes, the big boys, is his second card that got spoiled. Dark Restoration. We talk on this podcast a lot about cards and things that like define and, and the reason why you play an affiliation. This feels like the one for Dark Dimension. It's a reactive card that says, During the cleanup phase, Dormammu himself may spend six to play this card. Place an allied character of threat level 3 or less that has been KO'd this game within range 2 of Dormammu. The character is healthy and has no damage, special conditions, or effects. Wow. If you bring Magneto back with that, I quit the game. It's threat value, value three. 3 or less. Oh, missed that part. Yeah, so that's why That's why it is. it has definitely the only reason why it has some balance, but man... 
Mm-hmm. Bringing yeah, ba- oh my god, if you could resurrect anybody, that'd be terrifying. Holy shit! But bringing, <laughs> yeah, I th- but I honestly don't think it's threat value three for any uh, particular reason for game balance. I think it's threat value three because none of the threat value three guys resurrect themselves. Because mm. you can't like bring back Ghost Rider and then have him resurrect himself again. Yeah. Obviously, the yeah. premium the premium models that this you know uh, collaborates with well are the the models that you'd love to just drop on the board. You use high risk models that go in the middle of things like Zemo and uh, uh, Valkyrie. These are all models just kind of dive in. You could use it on fantastic protector type models. Like, how wonderful would it be for your opponent to have to spend two turns chewing through Luke Cage, and then you just bring Luke Cage back? Um, that is fantastic if you want to just use it to make Dormammu uh, give him functionally 20 extra health that has DR and just obnoxiousness. So um, I could easily see someone playing this on Okoye and just you have to kill Okoye four times. Right. It'd be so so frustrating. Right. Uh, so protectors are great targets for it. Uh, high high risk, high reward models that you love throwing in like, uh, like Valkyrie, Drax, um, um, Hawkeye would be a good one. Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye is pretty survivable, but he does get exploded sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so he just comes back and keeps doing his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's Drax. Put Drax in the middle and have him just soak yep. damage forever. Yeah, because you feel like you got to remove Drax, or he starts running, you know, all over your list. But if you if you waste time and energy killing him, then he's just right back. Um, another maybe maybe you could have a surprise one like Quicksilver. Quicksilver is. Somebody usually need to remove because he's going around gobbling up all those objective tokens. But um, if you you know spend time killing him, then he just comes right back and steals things again, perhaps, or picks things up and runs away. Uh, so on turn four or maybe three, depending on how good your your opponent's army is at killing, fantastic card, um, fantastic card. Yeah, I can't see a better use than bringing back a bodyguard. That's really yeah. nasty. I love the idea of bringing back Luke Cage. Luke Cage is just so annoying. Just, Luke Cage is a good one. Yeah. Or Crossbones. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is in the card art. <laughs> By the way, the card art he, is really cool. The card art is really cool. It is. It's the coolest Crossbones has ever looked. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Being this brought back from the dead. Because surely he was dead. is not going to work. Yeah. They're trying really hard to make Crossbones super alluring. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But they're trying. Oh, man. They are trying. Uh, oh, here's another fun one. Groot. I don't know what he does when he comes back, but he. But that would be annoying as hell. He didn't really do anything the first time. I was going to yeah. say. We're going to bring him back so yeah. he can do it again. Yeah, but, but if somebody does try to kill Groot for some reason, he would just come back. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't resurrect Groot. You would resurrect Rocket, because Rocket's right. the one that died. Right. But having two rockets is pretty cool. Uh-huh. That might make Rocket worthwhile again. Ooh. Okay. Hear me out. Mm. You know that that infinite destruction plan we were doing with Punisher? After he dies from all you've got, you just bring him back. There you go. Doom Prophecy, all you've got, Punisher. And then when he dies, you're like, uh, Dark Resurrection. So. <laughs> Punisher again. More Punisher. So... Uh, that is Dormammu cards. Any more? Anything more we have to say about Dormammu cards? No, I think it's good. Okay. So, it, the the cavalcade of tactics cards. We get to uh, we got Doctor Voodoo and Hood tactics cards now. We already had some of them spoiled, but here's some more. 
uh, presumably the rest of the box, but we you know, we never know. Uh, the first one is Hood's Gang, which I love because one of my favorite reasons why I love the Hood is his his gang is kind of an eclectic who's who of random Marvel B-list supervillains. Um, the card is unaffiliated, active. The Hood Normal, so you can't do this with your demon, but Hood Normal may play this card during his activation. This round, when an allied character is attacking an enemy character, contesting or holding an objective token, the allied character may re-roll it's stack dice. All of it's stack dice, excuse me. So, it basically gives you Nebula for yep. an attack, but no, uh... Is there, is is attacking, there a man so it's that the whole activation. A... Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's it works on all attacks, right? Mm-hmm, it does. Yeah, it works on everything. It's, it's dark rain for people contesting objectives. Yes, which is only better, right? Like, that's... Um... I mean, theoretically, in the right, it's it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Being affiliated versus targeting somebody specifically on an objective, because like they could then theoretically activate their character and move off the objective if that was the problem. Right. Like so, yes and no. It's bad. It's it's equivalent, I would say. Mm-hmm. Being unaffiliated is a big deal. Giving yes. everyone potential access to this is big. Yes. Uh, but I want to ask you, due to the card art, is there someone in Hood's gang that just wears a furry bear suit? No, that's that's Grizzly, and Grizzly is... Oh, okay. Yeah, so Grizzly... Yes. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man has a bunch of random, I would say, like, C-list uh, uh, bad guys, all based on animal themes. A lot of Spider-Man's, you know, yeah, bad like guys are Rhino. Themed. This guy's yeah. literally Rhino, but with a bear. Yes, a and, and so there is there is actually a, a, a lot of... Like, they were all serious at one point. Like, the 70s and 80s, they were serious supervillains. But since then, they're always kind of a joke. Uh, and that's actually... There's lar- there's comic books about them being jokes and what they do about being jokes. And one of the things they did in the uh, modern universe is they allied with the Hood, because the Hood said, if I get enough jokes together, it's probably not funny anymore. And that's kind of his idea. So, um, so yeah, he just gathers up all these folks who are just kind of thrown away and they can't do things by themselves because they're, you know, generally failures. But if you throw enough failures at people, maybe you succeed, is his idea. And that card's uh, free, fi- that, that card's free to play, right? It might not cost yeah. zero power. I mean, yeah. that's a really freaking good card. The, it's the card a- is just get them. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's the card. <laughs> Uh, giving everyone on your whole team complete rerolls to anybody who any any one of your opponents that's currently letting them win the game, <laughs> that's really good. Um, for free as long as you're playing Hood and he's normal. That's. I think there's gonna be a decent amount of like player balance to this card because the concept being that you're gonna play this on somebody that has just contested a secure point because that's the easiest way to target people with it. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're going to have to wait until they've activated or else they'll just move away. Um, so there's going to be this interesting, all right, well, when are you going to activate the character and when are you going to put them on the objective? How many people do I have left that are in position to attack them? So there's going to be that little, like, I know you know kind of game plan with mm-hmm. this card once people understand it. But this is going to be a huge gotcha card for a month or two where people are right. just, it's like bitter rivals. Like, oh my God, that does what? And you just, your guy explodes. Mm-hmm. Like, you never had a chance. Yeah, so yeah. once people understand it, it's going to be that, well, I just, I'll have to play around the threat of this card more so than the actual card. Mm-hmm. It'll be the first uh, Modoc moves a character onto an objective. And you're like, what now? Yeah. Boom. 
You're exploding. Yeah, could you... Here's another thing. Since it is... It's, if they use the comic books, it's likely that he'll be a Cabal member also, because he was a member of the actual Cabal when uh, Green Goblin ran it. So if he's a member of the Cabal, which he likely will be, you'll have two re-rollable cards. So you'll have two turns, one where you target you one character. Uh, I mean, they will have to just... I think he's just going to be criminals and whatever the mystic people are. I, I think they'll have to completely ignore the comic books and everything about them in order to not make him Cabal, but maybe they do, just for the sake Green of the game. Green Goblin's not in Cabal. Yes, he is. He, was the, he organized the only actual Cabal in comic books. Norman... No, in the game, he's not in Cabal. Is he? He's in criminals. He's not in Cabal. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. The, the, but so they're ignoring the fact that he ever led the Cabal. I know. So how I'm is with you. how is Hood going to be? Oh, they they'd have to ignore it. Well, they're obviously ignoring that. Yeah. Or else Green Goblin would be. Cabal. I know. They also put they also put Deadpool in the Avengers, and maybe he was once, but I mean, obviously he's not a card carrier. So I don't. I I think they do he's, what they. I do. They will. He's just a trainee. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> right. He is a junior X-Man, right? He always, you know, that's the joke. I I went to Green Goblin's card to see if he was in Cabal. That's how good at this game I am. Yeah. <laughs> to his card? Are you in Cabal yeah, I, card? I looked up his card. I said, where would it say? Oh, God. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Affiliationless. Cabal. According to Cabal, Green Goblin is nowhere to be found. There you go. So yeah. I, I would be surprised if he was in Cabal. Yeah. He's obviously going to be in Criminals. And yeah. he's probably going to be in Convocate or whatever the hell that stupid faction's called. Convocation? Probably. Yeah, probably. those peoples. Uh, actually, let's spare a moment for a thought for a second. Having this card in Criminals is also good. Because criminals, yes. criminals would love to be able to spike damage yeah. on one turn. Like, that's also really good. I would actually argue it's much better in Criminals than in Cabal, because Cabal don't need this. Right. They already have it. Um, and the fact that generally speaking, people have to come into criminals just to get them to do to stop. Usually, you have two or three people on a point trying to stop criminals from automatically taking it. So mm-hmm. you're going to get more value out of this generally on the turn you play it if you're in cr- the criminals. So cool. Our next card, Jeremy. Oh, go ahead, Jeremy. What do you think about this card? I already said it's super cheap. It, it's free. I think it's an amazing card. I think it's great. Uh, next card, the Plane of Poldock. Um, it's a Convocation card, active. Any Convocation character may spend three power to play this card. Choose an enemy character. Allied characters may re-roll any number of attack dice when making mystic attacks that target the chosen character this round. Are you guys noticing a pattern? I do. Mm. It, it smells like Dark Rain. Dice mods! Yes. I like dice mods. I'm for this. Yeah. Um, this might be as good as Dark Rain. It likely is, because Convocation's likely full of Mystic Attacks. I actually think this is better than Hood's Gang. Hmm. It costs three power, but you get to decide when it happens. And your right. opponent can't play around it. Right, because you can just take out Hood or something, and then like mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I damage Hood. Are you flipping? You're like, well, no. It's like, cool, I kill Hood. And you're like, oh. Yeah. Like. Right. But Convocation is any Convocation character. Oh, uh, it's worth noting. Any Convocation character can play it, but then all ally characters may reroll yes. any number of attack dice with Mystic. So even though Modok will likely not be a Convocation character, his basic attack are Mystic. So he'll be rerolling stuff if you have him in Convocation. Or anyone 
Uh, I know you can't do defenders and convocation, mm-hmm. but there are other, possibly other ways that are going to come out that will allow you to change your attack types. Right. Uh, also, most of the convocation characters right now, and all, if if the if there are any models like the Downpeel who's not a convocation model because he's a Midnight Sun, if if there are some models that are coming out that are not convocation, almost all of the new ones in this next wave are Mystic Attack, just full of Mystic Attack. Yeah, I mean, attacks. look at this guy. This guy's pistols are Mystic. Like, yeah. We get it, guys. Yeah. This, if we, you think about it like this, this is a giant nerf to damage in the game because we already know that Mystic is the average highest defense stat. Yeah. And so they're just trying to lower the amount of damage models do. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is weird how Mystic is so high across the game and they're putting all these Mystic attacks in there. All these people are trying to hurt Magneto. No <laughs> dice. Actually, a lot of dice, a lot of rerolls, but perhaps no damage. What do you think, Jeremy? Is Plane of Dock better than Dark Rain? Hmm. I, I'd put them on the same par. I mean, the only thing I'm certain of is dice mods are always better than more dice. So yes. that's scary as anything else. Like, that card right there is makes it worthwhile to play Convocation. Like, I'm playing these guys, and I have this card. What model do you want me to delete? Like, because you can. I feel like they're finally loosening the reins on the dice mod cards. Mm-hmm. And they're realizing that no one gives two fucking shits about add two dice to your deck. Correct, because right. it doesn't mean anything. It's so yeah. worthless. Yeah, it only like, means average. Yeah, it only average one more hit. You're like that does not help me. Yeah. It only means something on models that can then mod their dice. So it was like, well, that sucks. Like I'm gonna make a Koye yeah. into a four point model all of a sudden. It's like no, that's not what the game's supposed to be about. That's just yeah. feel bad moments. Like cards like this are are fixing that. Like. It's good. All right, Parker, what's next? Our next card is... Oh. Did you lose it? Next card is Seance. Seance is an unaffiliated uh, card that only Dr. Voodoo may play. While Dr. Voodoo has his brother Daniel token, add two additional dice instead of one to his attack, defense, and dodge rolls when adding dice for each crit result this round. While another character has his brother Daniel token, that character does not add dice to its attack, defense, or dodge rolls when adding dice for crits results this round. So so you either get double crits or they get no crits. Mm-hmm. For free, if you're playing Doc Voodoo. Eh, I think this is pretty trash. Yeah. I mean, if it was just add a die, sure, I'm in. But if it's add a die for every crit, literally could not care. Yeah, that's... If your problem is I'm rolling too many crits, then I'm not getting, I think you'll just I'm not getting a value okay. out of all these crits. If only I could get Guys, double value. my war machine is only rolling two extra dice per crit. How am I going to play this game? Like, yeah. grow up. Yeah. That's a really corner case card that, yeah, it will never get yeah. played. But when it does... It'll be really yeah. funny because I imagine a role where you're sitting there against She-Hulk or Thanos or something, and it was like the last-ditch effort, and you're like, I'm playing Seance, motherfucker. And yeah. sure enough, someone throws like three crits out on you. You're like, oh my god, you just killed him. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be like that Deadpool bang corner case. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, uh, hey, Bob, that card's not any good. He's like, yeah, it, it's good, trust me. And you're like, it's not good. And like... Oh, fine, whatever he plays. And they're like, all right, I play Seance, four crits. And you're like, and he's like, look, I got 12 dice in yeah, my pool. I'm exactly. like, yeah, dude, it's not, that's not how this works. Yeah. yeah. It's not confirmation bias. Yeah. 
And so I just feel like that's going to happen with this card. Uh, and every time you tell someone it's not, it's not good, it will work that one time mm-hmm. and then screw them. That's the magic I, of seance. Yeah. I've really warmed up to this brother Daniel, though. I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah. With this I feel whole like idea I... of a best friend club. Like, he's with his friend and brother yeah. Daniel's all doing this stuff, but we've never met him. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I, there's something about it that's, that's I have cute. this feeling that... I've. Jeremy, I have this feeling that you are going to play so much Doc Voodoo. I have this weird feeling that he's going to become like your new favey fave, and you're going to be like nothing but Doc Voodoo all the time. It's going to be okay. I'm list building. Doc Voodoo goes in, and then I'll put something else in. Like that's well, yeah, because he'll make a model and just like okay, he's going to go over there and deal with you. Make a token. He's just obnoxious. Yeah, I uh, I'm very excited to play con convocation. Yeah, convocation when they come out because I just like very inter like intricate models that have lots of abilities Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily need them to be like really really expensive models but i like really intricate models and so i'm gonna be all in but Mm -hmm. i cannot wait for tournament games when my opponent is trying to figure out what i can do and i'm like i can do anything (laughs) don't worry about it literally anything could happen your guy might turn into a frog we don't know (laughs) whatever happens happens just make a decision (laughs) like It's like playing mercenaries back in the day with a war machine. And they're like, what does your stuff do? And you just hand them 34 cards. Yeah. You're like, it says in those 19 paragraphs what my stuff does. Yeah. And you're like, uh, it's like, I would, I'm not trying to be an asshole. I understand this is unfair. But it, if I try and explain it to you and I mess something up, it will be worse for me. Yeah, so unfortunately, you just have to try and figure it out. Playing Convocation, even though there's lots of character and convolution in this game, I think playing Convocation will be like playing the A-Team. Like, all of them do 80 things. They're all men of men and women of mystery. Who knows what could happen next? They're all, yeah, but what's, what's happening over here? What about this? I love when a plan comes together. It's all going to be that. That moment when everything meets... Uh, for what it's worth, you can play Hood's Gang and Plane of Poldock on the same list. I don't know if you want to, but you could definitely make a lot of rerolls happen in Convocation if you really, really wanted to. So this was actually... I feel like these release, these tactics cards, are big, you know, clickbait. They are really big. Let's go try Dark Dimension. Let's try Convocation. Let's try Hood. That's, that's pretty cool. They're dropping bombs with some of these tactics cards. And they haven't even done the... Uh their three-day spectacular that's coming up. This is just all stuff that's out now. Like, they're about to unleash another freaking 20 models or something on us. Uh, so, speaking of 20 models on us, only one that matters. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Time out. Oh. I had something I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, did you guys see the new... Um, what's it called? I want to get this right. Um, it's not format. It's like... Um, the new the new icon on the tactics cards the uh what like the release set, set like is. yeah the set the ne- the wave i guess it's the third uh-huh. wave symbol it looks like the criminal sim- or syndicate symbol uh-huh did you guys notice that yes i did okay there's no longer spider man we talked about it yep so we've we've moved past cuz the original one was the web warrior symbol and then it was mm-hmm. the x men symbol and now we're moving into the criminal syndicate symbol yeah uh, has anyone ever said anything about why that even changes other than that, there uh, may be some use for it in the future, maybe. They've talked about how they're going to do a uh, limited format that involves only allowing cards from a certain um, release cycle. And those release cycles we've been inferring are the symbols on the tactics cards. Mm-hmm. So you, we could run a limited format at the store and say only 
X-Men symbol cards are legal. And so you'd only have to worry about Tactus cards from that section, which is why they're reprinting some of the more basic cards like One-Two Punch and Grievous Advanced Wounds. R&D, Recalibration Matrix, Grievous Wounds. He's I mean, of the cards we've talked about, He's Grievous out. Wounds is not the worst. It is yeah. just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it feels the worst. It's not the worst. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the worst. It's the worst. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Yes. All right. Uh, so that's one thing I wanted to bring up before yeah. we moved on to the next segment, which is uh, news.4.1.2. Yeah. So uh, the most important news of the day for this guy is Iron Man. Iron Man, um, Hulkbuster, uh, and I don't... We, I, we don't know what we're going to call him. Maybe it's going to be Invincible Iron Man if they're following the same pattern oh. of, of naming it after oh, comics. I know. Do, do we already know his name? We do know his name. What? Oh, I don't know if this was intended to be released, but I'm looking at it on their website right now. Oh, oh God. So, um, when you mentioned earlier about card bloat, the reason I said you obviously don't know, in the they have the box sets up in their gallery online, and you mm-hmm. can click on box contents. So mm-hmm. the Doc Voodoo and the Hood come with three character stack cards. Right. Iron Man and Hulkbuster come with one stack card. Mm. So I'm pretty sure this is going to be a transform or on injured side he becomes Hulkbuster. Yep. And it specifically if you go to the gallery under the pictures, there is Iron Man parentheses Hulkbuster, and then there is Hulkbuster as the two models. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure it's going to be Iron Man healthy side, and then when he gets injured, he flips to Hulkbuster. Or maybe the opposite. Like, does he pop out and turn into Hulkbuster? Like, he's Hulkbuster Could be. first. Maybe you're buying then... Hulkbuster and then he ejects. It's yeah. entirely possible. Yeah. Generally uh, speaking, most characters get stronger on the backside. Right. So I'm assuming that it would be, oh, no, I have to. Well, hold on. Interesting you say this right now. I'm going to look at this because as a 3D render, he's flying over a wreck pile. So maybe mm-hmm. the it's the Iron Man is or the Hulkbuster is wrecked. Yeah. That was my... That was my thought that it would probably be because he would use the Hulkbuster first, and then when that fails, he keeps fighting. But it looks semi resembling like the uh, shoulder piece of the Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. Man, I was getting super psyched about the idea of him being Iron Man and then changing. That would be so awesome. He's got three health. Well, I think that's. <laughs> I'm gonna stand here. <laughs> Iron Man stands on the center point. What would you like to do? Get angry and curse? <laughs> like, yep. Eat it. Um, I was kind of hoping uh, there would be a tactics card like I'm calling in Veronica or something. Yeah. Uh, and you would just have to pay like eight or ten power to transform into Hulkbuster. Mm-hmm. And but I'm totally fine with it being like a guaranteed thing that happens. Having it take up a tactic slot would make it very hard to future proof because we already have a very hard choke point on tactics cards. Right. So reducing your total tactics allotment would be annoying. And so long-term, that would be hard to balance. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for Hulkbuster. Yeah. Uh, anybody fans of the podcast know that I I know that Iron Man was in the core set, and so they couldn't make him super cool, but he, I have more Iron Man comics than any other single character in the Marvel Universe. I wanted a Tony Stark acting like an absolute badass, so I love that it went over this. I actually thought it was going to be... Um, I didn't know they were going to do this because this is old hat, you know? This was Age of Ultron. What is it, like, six years ago or nine years ago? Something like that now? 
some nutty number of years since you know, Age of Ultron came out. Hulkbuster um, is ageless. Yes, uh, 2015. So yeah, that was that was um, six years ago. So um, the Hulkbuster as a concept is is yeah is super ancient. Um, so I am I am so excited they decided to do this. I thought Ironheart was actually going to come out before another Iron Man. Because the Ironheart of the show was, you know, slated to come out in the MCU. We probably will still get an Ironheart, but I love this so much. Yeah, I'm sure we will with Armor Wars coming out mm-hmm. vaguely soon. For those that haven't seen how big this model is, um, find the comparison. You got Dormammu and Hulkbuster standing there, and Hulkbuster's actually a little bigger. Yeah, well, it's because he's, like, flying. Yeah, yeah, he's but still, Not a crazy. small individual. It's It's going to be probably the most commanding model on the table. So we'll have another $80 model along with another $80 model. <laughs> I hope I hope I, I think Hulkbuster will be 65. Uh Dormammu comes with two terrain pieces, don't forget. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it. That's fine. Yeah. No, I know you're not complaining about the monetary investment because we're all idiots and spend any amount of exactly. money. Exactly. But <laughs> but I'm just saying like Dormammu not only comes with the Dormammu raid like materials which takes R&D and production cost to put in the box. He also has two large terrain pieces with him. Which are pretty and cool so, looking, actually. I like them. Right. And so that's going to add like 20 to $30 to the kit just for the raid stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I get that. I, I would pay if, any amount of money for all the man. <laughs> any amount. Six six $6,000. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> that would. would be one of the things Parker would have to explain to his wife over a really nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I would put it it's in like, the... honey, by the way, we can't afford to pay for this, but <laughs> I put it I in the middle of the Buster. table and say, we can't eat any of this food, but look what I made. <laughs> yeah. I already got my and Christmas waitress... present for myself. Yeah. yeah. That's the standard. The waitress man. comes over. It's like, what can I get you? It's like, we'll just take the bread and the water. Thanks. <laughs> I am Iron Man. I am so excited. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have looked, but if you go onto the gallery, it has it sorted by crisis protocol number which is the SKU number or manufacturer code mm-hmm. it is cp52 which comes in just before gene gray and cassandra nova huh. so based on where it is in the release schedule we actually might re- expect this to be released fairly soon yeah well i know everything got pushed back recently but mm-hmm. we know almost we, do, we don't know the new doctor strange box but that's what we're missing from convocation right so it's uh we don't have a release date for it but it's on the gallery it's yeah. it's uh cp67 it's the latest uh skew number we have on the website yeah so man this yeah he could come out oh man he can't come out fast enough yeah so all the convocation people are last they're the farthest things out on the release schedule that or not really schedule but the product code number mm-hmm. which gives you a general idea of what order they were designed in mm-hmm um, and the only stuff that isn't out that comes before Hulkbuster, and the box just says Hulkbuster on the front. It does not say Iron Man and Hulkbuster. Right. It just says Hulkbuster. Uh, the only things that are before it that are not out yet, which is Mysterio and Carnage, which comes out this week, and Moon Knight and Blade, which will be coming out, I think, next month. Mm-hmm. Everything else is already out that that is CP before it. Oh, man. Oh, I guess technically spider-man and black cat but again they come out this week i'm excited about amazing spider-man and i was excited the moment i found out about him because i wanted to beat him up spider-man but i i there hasn't been in the game a model in this game a big guy 
I haven't fell in love with a big guy yet. I am really excited to fall in love with this very big guy. I want it really bad. I'm pumped. Model, 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 potato. Model, yeah. model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want it. So that was news. Oh my god. There's, there's a little bit of so news. So much news. Oh boy. All right. So next segment coming up, we have currently playing. Um Parker is not going to speak for this segment because he's a total horrible person. I am a horrible person. Nope, no speaking. Oh, sorry. Jeremy, what have you been playing lately? Um, let's see. Last week I played I played a, a bunch of models with Gene Gray. Whatever I was doing nice. or trying to maintain doesn't matter. It was a collection of mess and Gene Gray did stuff. Um, I remember looking at your list and I was very confused. Oh, it was a face roll. It was it was, it was a face roll across the keyboard kind of list. I was just like, uh, She-Hulk plus Jean Grey is probably okay. And like, I didn't, I, it was a mess. Um, People have totally said that sentence before. It's not just you. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, I was basically playing a list so I could look at Jean Grey and see what actually mm-hmm. works and doesn't. It's basically just shotgun approach, Jean Grey, and models, and see if you find anything. Yes, that's what I did. We call that we call that panning for gold. I, I if did. I play here with every model in the game, surely I'll notice some good interaction. Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> the so... interaction I've noticed with Jean Grey is people like to complain about gluing her together. That's the interaction I've noticed. She is on one of the most stupidest stands ever. As much as we hate these stupid rocks they do i can tell you i hate the yeah. consummate x or whatever the shit is that thing is stupid <laughs> i believe they described it in the panel play as a wave of psychic energy <laughs> it's a wave of bullshit it's so stupid well you see they had to have the character named gene floating over an x because she has the x gene which allows her oh, to use Jesus. her mutant power <laughs> X Did you never notice that? Womp, 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 Did womp, you never womp. notice that? Mm. I thought that was intentional. They wanted the poster child of the X-Men to be the character whose name is the thing that gives them their powers. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Parker, do you have something to say? Oh, God. We, we missed a news, just so you know. We did miss a news, okay. We missed a news. I just, I just saw it. Because oh, I, there's like something to... new we just found on the webs. I just, I just saw it. We missed a news. I don't have internet, so you're gonna have to let me know what it says. It's the affiliation <laughs> list. The affiliation list is new. It changed. Oh, um, what? That's an old update, isn't it? It. I don't. Not. I don't. Not since we last. We did not talk about this last episode. Okay. Let me, I just had it pulled up. Let me pull they. It up. They added the Dompier into three different things. They added Dark Dimension and Midnight Suns. So we know who's in the Midnight Suns. Web Warriors got bigger as well. I think we knew all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, we, we knew all this. We might not have talked about it last week. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. I did not know that we that we knew about it on the podcast. That yeah, is. I knew about it. Um, We might not have talked about it. Uh, okay. So obvious Midnight Suns is um, Blade, Black Cat, Doctor Strange, Doctor Voodoo, Ghost Rider, Iron Fist, and Moon Knight. And this is when I brought up to Jeremy... Doctor Strange does not have a subtitle, nope. so all Doctor Stranges are Doctor Stranges, as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless this means that they're not even adding the new Doctor Strange to the affiliation list yet, and then maybe Sorcerer Supreme will be the next one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Actually, wait. He's got a release box. Let me check. What is the? T- I think you just called Doctor Strange on the box. Doctor Strange. Yep. Nope. No 
Okay. Not an abbreviation. Spell out Doctor and Strange, his last name. Yeah. Maybe it'll be DR period Strange. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, as far as I can tell, it looks like there will be an inter- there'll be the first character that's truly interchangeable in title. Because mm-hmm. Black Widow and Agent Widow have different titles and but also, like, it'd be impossible to tell them apart on paper because mm-hmm. you you don't they don't put a picture of the tactics of the card, right. and so if it's Doctor Strange, Stephen Vincent Strange on both cards, they're yep. the same model, yes, legally, and so that's going to be a nightmare. So we don't know how they're gonna they're gonna tell them apart. Yeah, it's got to be like Sorcerer Supreme or something like that. Yeah, um, they put Black Hat in Midnight Suns. I'm not sure exactly why. I guess she's she's a character that goes out at night, but mm. yeah, at all midnight, the other ones make a lot of sense. At midnight, <laughs> with her son, uh, but she's, she's a, not a son. But she's a she's daughter. Son. She has sons. She's, yeah, she's the only daughter in she's the only girl of the group. Okay, maybe she's just friends with one of them. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Uh, speaking speaking of speaking of friends, uh, Spider Man and friends got a new friend with Moon Knight. He's also pretty strong. So more web warriors, more more Moon Knight. Oh my god. Cool. I Moon cannot Knight's... imagine playing Moon Knight in fucking Web Warriors. We already have one bad fucking baton wielder. Get out of here. Yeah. Actually, Moon Knight, I, I believe, is good. I think Moon I think, Knight's going to actually I think come Moon out and shut up. start some shit. I think Moon Knight is going to start some shit. I actually am excited to play Moon Knight and the new Amazing Spider-Man. We found out that Moon Knight's also the Defenders, which is fine. More three-point guys yes. in Defenders is probably good. Um, it's definitely good for the faction. Yeah. Also, the Dompier is in the Defenders. Um, and the, the Dompier also, I actually really like this. He's in the Avengers. He's the first rando Avenger that is actually also in the canon. He is actually an Avenger currently in the Marvel uh, comics. So, Can you explain to me how you're a rando and also a actual member? How does that work? So there was, this, there, was this, there was this moment in the Avengers not too long ago where instead of making Earth's Mightiest Heroes... Um, Tony Stark and and Steve and um, Rogers got this idea that they were going to get bigger. Like the 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 problems that were arising on Earth were getting so big, the Avengers needed to be bigger. So they they started this concept called Avengers World, which is instead of Earth just being a place that is protected by the Avengers, it's the Avengers place. Do not fuck with it. And even though the Avengers World was part of uh, as actually part of the big story that ended up ending the last reset for the Marvel universe, they haven't quit the whole Avengers world theme in the current Marvel universe. And so basically every time the Avengers, you know, get a new friend, they make him a card carrying member of the Avengers. So, um, blade, uh, the current incarnation of blade, which is not the blade. Uh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. Uh, ghost Rider is actually a, also a card carrying member. And I, that's two. I know. Damn it. I was hoping you didn't catch it. I wasn't sure if that's why you I said actually, I actually wasn't thinking of the Dompier. I was thinking Ghost Rider. I just said his name. Um, yeah, like, so you yeah. actually said the wrong name for the I wrong I said the person. wrong name for the character I was thinking of. So, like, Ghost yeah. Rider is currently an Avenger. He's actually a, a major player Avenger right now. Um, and the Dompier is an Avenger. Um, Ghost Rider is an Avenger? Mm-hmm. The current That's Ghost Rider, who is not Jonathan Blaze, it's a different different person, different you mean uh, Johnny human. Blaze, not Johnny Johnny Blaze. Uh, he's not. Every time I say Johnny Blaze, I have to say it in the Mortal Kombat theme guy's voice mm-hmm. in my head, because there's Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade, and I always just put them together as Blade. Johnny he Blaze. He said Blade, one eighty five. 
I didn't. Uh, I have to be able to say other characters. I was not talking about the Dom Pier. I was not talking about Wesley Snipes. Who were you talking about? Sonia. Sonia. Who? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna say it because I I think I don't think it's legitimate that I get uh, 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 negative for saying Sonia Blade. I have to be able to talk about eighty six. I have to be I have to be talking to talk about the amazing figure skating spoof movie starring Will Ferrell. Blades of Glory. I have to be able <laughs> well, to say that's not blade. blade. That's blades. Oh, mm, I guess you're right. <laughs> it's a different letter. Yeah, totally. Now, that if, it makes a, if it was sense. apostrophe S, I would nail you for that. <laughs> the blades is. Yeah. <laughs> We're losing our Kazakhstan Jeremy. viewers. Let's keep going. Are we? You think so? So th- those lost? are the new affiliate. Yeah. Those are the new affiliations. Those are new affiliations. That's that's what we. Uh, Last yeah, bit I, of news. I think I assume everyone knows about the affiliations, and even if they don't, no one gives a shit about Midnight Suns, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not news. Oh. Zing. Alright. Uh so we we're talking about currently playing. Um Jeremy uh was talking about how he loves playing with Jean Grey. Um I, I actually I'm sorry we, we took a, a sidestep there for my news, but I actually was curious, what did you learn about Jean Grey? Because I also am excited to see what Jean Grey does. What what does she do? Um, she, it's very specific to matchups. Um, she can shut down some serious business, but she also, it, it costs a lot of power for her to do her shtick and you kind of need her to do everything. Um, we might talk about her again later. Um, she's got a lot going on and I'm not sure it's worth it. So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I, I'm just not sure it's worth it, but there's a lot of tactics cards that she kind of unlocks. So maybe again, it's like how deep does this go? I, I don't know. I really mm-hmm. don't know. She's not a plug and play like Scarlet Witch is plug and play. Like mm-hmm. she does a thing, and you're like, okay, this one can do this real good, and you just do it. Uh, Jean has I mean, so she, much shit going on. She obviously is the counter to the board controls, mm-hmm. but I don't know if she has enough power on her own to actually stop it. She just slows it down. Do you have to like pick and choose? Kind of like with No More Mutants with Scarlet Witch, you have to kind of pick and choose when what you're going to stop. Mm-hmm. But having the threat of being able to stop it makes your opponent think a lot more. So it it adds that layer of protection. But I don't know if it's... You can't just say, I can't be moved, because I don't think that's what it does. It says you can stop the most important. Yeah, and it doesn't stop throws. Um, there's, a lot, there's actually a, a bit of things that it doesn't stop that are really powerful. And, mm-hmm. you know, it... It's very dependent, so it, she might be amazing. She might be, you know, okay. I, I don't know. Five points is a lot to pay for a character that ugh, is, is is great sometimes. Mm. Yeah, I, I think you'll see her mostly as a potential counter to stuff like Black Order, um, but I think she'll be mostly in your roster as a bluff that you'll play her if I think you're going to play board control. Because there's that big, if you do this then i'll do this but it's all simultaneous secret reveal so you can't really be like well if you take black order then i'll do this you have to play something else it's like well i mean but neither of you know what the other one's going to take so if you take gene gray and they do change then you're screwed and if you don't take gene gray and they don't change you're screwed so it's just this big like list chicken kind of situation um so talking about board control i've been playing web warriors and uh they're fun i like i like moving people's stuff not letting them do what they want. It's pretty cool. Um, I've been very much enjoying uh, Mr. Sinister with them. 
He's a he's a solid beater that also uh, moves people sometimes. Pretty cool. Did do you play the whole sinister package? The the card nah, package. He's just a four point drop in. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I don't. I don't need more models. I'm not trying to kill anybody. Mm-hmm. Just trying to never die and move stuff. Hmm. Cool. All right. So quick topic today. We are going to do something Jeremy suggested, which is we're going to talk about. Um, some newer models that we think we are excited about trying um, given the current meta. And so like, for example, if there's something we've been kind of theory crafting, like maybe this will work. Uh, maybe this combination of old stuff and new stuff will, will bring about a new option that we haven't really discovered yet. And so we're kind of going to take turns going around and talking about stuff that we're excited to try. Jeremy, did you want to go first? Was there something specific that you were uh, thinking about when you came up with this topic? Um, there was two. We kind of talked about one already, but I'll throw out my pick. Um, for a three-point model, I have a hard time looking past Lizard for what he is capable of and where he holds a spot. Um, just everything on his card is good, and like he's got to be good, right? Like That's my point. Like He's got to be good. And is he going to be, like, in everybody's list once they start playing him? Dude, he's such a just wall of stats. <laughs> like, legitimately. Yeah, Six ass- health, right? Like, Yeah, it's it's he's beefy. I assumed everyone was going to play him when he when we first saw him. I was like, well, shit, like, what the fuck's the point of crossbones? <laughs> like, this guy is so <laughs> much better than crossbones. <laughs> yep. Uh, also, uh, uh, an amazing rule on him, since... He's usually like a, he's a monkey, right? He just wanders around the battlefield, either holding points or picking up stuff and being difficult to remove. He, a wall crawler on that guy is so annoying because you need to be able to get him. And if he just double moves behind something and it takes you two turns to get to him, the game is over. Like whatever objectives he has, he has, like he did it. Oh yeah, if he starts collecting a bunch of the extracts, that's a problem. Yeah. I think I think you have to try and do something to prevent that beforehand. Uh, he's not particularly fast, and he doesn't generate a lot of power, and so mm-hmm. I don't know that that's going to be a, a really great option. What I've noticed is he's kind of ignorable. Like, if you just yeah. don't fuck with him, then he doesn't do a lot. Uh, I made the mistake in my first game. It wasn't really a mistake. I overcommitted in my first game against him, and I went all out trying to kill him. And I was like, what am I missing? Like, I'm about to kill him, but I feel like he has like some kind of reaction or something that I'm about to trigger that I don't know about. So I went over, I read his card, I'm like... Oh, I should have just ignored this guy. And he's like, yeah, probably. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn yeah. it. <laughs> like, what yeah. have I done? <laughs> and so I gave him all this power. And I like had, he ended up dying, so it didn't matter. But I, was, I had him super juiced up. He was ready to go. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, that in the game I played against him, um, he ended up did accumulating a lot of stuff. But I, I waited on, he didn't get that. Uh, he didn't get all the things. He got like three objective tokens on turn like four. And he couldn't get away fast enough, so, so as long... I basically waited until all the scary stuff was dead, and then three models piled on him, and he just died. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not invincible. He's just beefy. Yeah, He seems like a really good three-point criminal. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. he's exactly what criminals want. He's a great addition. Yeah. Is he a criminal? Possibly. Is he I don't know. I'll Nobody look. knows. We don't even know. Uh... There's no way to know. <laughs> it he... doesn't matter, because he's getting played with criminals. He's fucking he's criminal. I just... He's not. He's not. Okay. I uh, just know there's a lot of Sinister Six in yeah. Criminal, so I didn't know if he was one. No, he's not. I think. Um. I think. Real. I think 
putting like Groot and Lizard in criminals is so mean. <laughs> just yeah. like here, two more guys. Really try to remove them. Go for it. Yeah. Give it a give it a shot. You go crazy. Yeah, I I think Lizard's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was kind of my right. thought. Yeah, that that's what I was wanting to talk about. You know, things like that because none of us get to play twenty games a week. And uh, why not? I wish. <laughs> that's not how it works. Dude, I'm I'm finally off the point where I'm bored. Like I actually have like new stuff to try now because my backlog's actually caught up to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So Parker, you're up next. Uh, I am by far the uh the most hyped. Even though they're you know big shiny guns coming out and characters that I love, the the model I'm most excited for right now to put into what I already like to do is Baron Mordo. Um. I'm really excited to drop him into my X-Force list. Um, he seems like he's really strong for brawlers. And I I like models that can do a little bit while they are also supporting. And he seems to be a great combination of... He's he's definitely going to be enhancing, and de- uh, enhancing your stuff, debuffing the enemy. Um, but he's also going to be doing a little bit of chip damage. He's not just going to be a Wong who stands there and only supports or uh, a dog that stands there and only supports unless somebody wanders close enough for him to bite him. Um, you know, three different attacks, all, you know, a wild push, a wild hex. Um, he can automatically just gain power for an action so he doesn't have to attack. He, he can just do it to start using his um, Ferocity of Sidorak, which is amazing in X-Force because everybody regenerates. So it's just extra uh, attack dice, which they get to Reroll at least one, or pop off on wilds if you're Wolverine. Sabretooth goes crazy. Um, also, just dealing out other um, special conditions, uh, and then oh, sorry, uh, dealing. It, it just so happens that in X Force you incinerate a lot. You're constantly using the grenade from Domino or and and Cable's basic attack. So if somebody's incinerated, I don't know if he'll ever have two power to use it. But Soul Barb actually pops off, and then everybody gets incinerated around your initial target, basically turning your incinerates into AOEs. Um, the on top of all of that, if you try to push him, he can just be go right back onto the point. So he's really great on being like a side point and just doing his thing. Um, his fancy I, he's shoes. Be, yeah. I, I am really excited about him in X-Force specifically. Uh, I think he's... Right now, that's one of the things about X-Force is that they like X-Force characters. Like, my X-Force is X-Force. But I will give serious consideration to Mordo in there uh, instead of somebody like Deadpool, um, maybe, or Domino, maybe. Uh, or if you have a, you know an off game where you can't play the four-cost character, you got to drop down to a three-cost character, then um, he would make an awesome, awesome add. Yeah. I don't know if they necessarily want him because kind of the I think the strength of X Force is that everyone fights, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that Baron Mordo doesn't like a bunch of healing factor people that like to stab. So mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting if it skirts that fine line of if you're adding too much support or not enough. But yeah, I I like it. I'm very excited for Mordo as well. What about Mordo running around with She Hulk? That'd be hilarious. You can't kill Mordo. Mordo's amping at her up. You come try and kill any of it, they just murder you back. Like, that's Why Death Squad. Oh, you're saying that he's going to bodyguard? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just a couple bodyguards in there. Just mm. amping it all up. Maybe. I don't know if he'd keep up with her, though. 
Maybe. I don't know if that would really work, because at one point they're going to have to separate when one of them activates. Because mm-hmm. if you activate Mordo first, he either moves ahead of her, or and then She-Hulk's going super late in the turn. I don't know. It might work. I'm just thinking bodyguards, because he's, uh, if he does try and get into it, like, he'll die. Like, he's he's pretty squishy. He's actually not that squishy. You don't think? No, I mean, no. he's got six health Self. on the front. Yeah. He's got, he's 11 hit points. And he's, he's only two physical defense, but he's four, four on the other two. Yeah. He like is. He's actually got above average defensive stats and above average hit points for a three pointer. Right. He's not a tank, but you know. He's only three points, so it's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not bad. I was just looking at the two physical. He doesn't have any like dice mods or whatever to help him. It's kind of like. Well, let my good friend Rocket Raccoon tell you exactly how important two physical defenses. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not fucking at all. <laughs> I I think he's going. I think he's going to be really excellent. I don't know if I don't know how excellent he's going to be with you know a Tower of Power like a She Hulk or a Magneto. I think he's going to be a little bit better if you have you go a little bit wider with really tough, yeah, really strong, a lot models. of mediums. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like a lot of like 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 X Force would has a bunch of fours. Uh, like maybe Asgard has a bunch of you know strong fours that love to be in the front, um, but they want they want their activations to be much more valuable. And you know, um, like I'm thinking, Deadpool in my X Force list almost always just stands there and bang bangs, which is probably not the best use of him. But it's what ends up happening because I needed somebody on a point contributing, um, and Mordo is going to be able to do exactly that. Um, I think, I think as long as you have other people up in front that are more scary um, than Mordo, I think people are going to choose other things. I think, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they'll go after Mordo, but I think Mordo is very good in. If you're gonna play him with elite models, they need to be elite models that really ex- exploit more attack dice. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking like Brotherhood. Um, because, you know, Brotherhood, getting Magneto or Scarlet Witch two extra attack dice is pretty premium. Right. And they don't really care about the one damage. Uh, you also have Sabretooth available, which who also, you yeah. know, likes extra dice and doesn't care about the damage. Um, also, but they also, that, I was just going to say, they have, they put out a lot of debuffs as well. And so having a lot of negative effects mm-hmm. that you can spread around with him is also pretty cool. Also, the fact that you could pass him a power or two means that he doesn't have to attack to get his. Uh, or uses his master of the occult to get power. Maybe he gets to do more mm. things. Maybe. Alrighty, so that was Baron Mordo. Uh, so I guess it's my turn. Um, I'm just waiting for Doom. <laughs> well, I'm just waiting for Doom. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. Um, okay. Alright. Interesting. Uh, so something I've been kind of playing with in my head that I haven't really worked out at all. Uh, I'm going to try and do an Omega Red centric list mm-hmm. um, because he has Death Factor, which is just auto two damage to enemies within two with poison. Um, wait, uh, this character—I <laughs> didn't realize he actually hurt himself. Yes, it does. It hurts him. This character do and enemy characters within two uh, with the poison condition suffer two damage in order uh-huh. if you're choosing. Don't choose yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And then he can drain life people. All right. Well, the drain life helps. Uh, that's so funny. I didn't realize the, the death factor did damage to himself. <laughs> yes, so it stupid. does. 
Explain why it does. Whatever. I, I kept reading that. Because the, that... the ability says this character and enemy characters within two of it mm-hmm. suffer two damage if they have poison. I get if he's not po- wait 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 no. how would he he's have poison? character and enemy characters within two of it with with the poison. the poison yeah no so it's separate separate yeah. qualifiers this model comma and enemy characters within two that have poison right so he takes two even if even if nobody's around and use it don't use it yeah yeah um, but see. then you could theoretically attack these people and then get your power back or get your health back. <laughs> It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to do it. Whatever. Um, how does he not have four physical defense? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. He does have carbon. He does have the damage reduction. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I wish his damage reduction said from any source. And so it worked on ally stuff. So he only took one from death factor. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. All right. I'm still going to try it. Yeah. I want to try like an auto damager list. So I'm gonna do this with like either Punisher or Mystique, and I'll uh, and probably throw in like Green Goblin. I those are like surprise. Everyone's gonna just auto die. Those are all criminals except Punisher. So mm-hmm. if you wanted to, for some reason, yeah, I, it, it would probably be criminals, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think we're gonna have probably one more auto damager fairly soon. Does, or is it um, it's Mysterio, right? Mysterio is also a criminal. Yes, he is. But does he auto damage? I don't remember that. No, but he has um tricks and traps mm-hmm. and so he can damage people that move in close that's right and so you can put you can put him right behind omega red and that way when they walk in they get poisoned and might take just flat damage mm-hmm. and then my turn i just do two more damage to you and you're just like i just took four damage for no reason it's yep. like yep that is correct that is <laughs> the, the fact that you can just say no dice to do that much mm-hmm. is really scary to a lot of characters like to magnetos and things like that mm-hmm. i have six health on the front side we're going to go no, on the back exactly, side yeah. really fast <laughs> like i'm not even gonna fight you i'm just gonna watch you die and so the funny part will be it'll be such a deterrent to walk up and attack me that you'll just win points because people don't want to walk over and stand Mm -hmm. next to you it's like omega red just like i'm on this point he's like well i'll come contest it why yeah (laughs) it's like you just want to die for no reason yeah and i'm sure you you know but just just to say it out loud why poison initially kind of is a, a terrible stupid um, effect except on Omega Red it's fine because normally you get poison when you get punched in the face and you also gain a bunch of power so it doesn't help you nearly it, it doesn't hinder you, hinder you nearly as much as Omega Red when Omega Red you just move up and you're poisoned so you're not necessarily right. damaged by that so your turn yeah. starts and you lose power so usually yeah. it's like a big gift you're like oh here's a bunch of power and, and poison ta-da yeah, it except now you're poisoned without taking any damage, so now you're just netting negative power on Yes. Me. And then, you know, if I end mm-hmm. up de- hurting you with Death Factor if I want to, then sure, but if I'm going to kill you with Death Factor, you're going to get dazed. You'll never pay for Death Factor and then not knock them out. Like, mm-hmm. they'll get knocked down regardless. Because you just wouldn't do it if it wasn't, the math didn't work out. Yep. So yeah, poison with this yeah. guy is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I just wonder how good Drain Life is, you know, like how long this guy can live. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we'll see. But if Groot's standing behind him, probably a while. <laughs> Groot. It's oh my god. List. Okay, that's that's the word of the day. Groot. You all have said him way Groot. too many times. I don't know how this happened. Groot. Groot. <laughs> oh no. He's coming the back. Stock okay, is up. My... Bye bye bye. Do we, do we want to go around one more time? Is that enough? Yeah, you, I like you, that. You want to keep going? I 
I don't. Well, you kind of talked about a list based on him. I have another list, just very quickly. Okay. I was. Um. So you have basically all the effects that happen on a dazed model. So something with new Captain America, Captain Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Punisher. So you get tokens. And the amount of things you can stack with other characters you pile in that list to try and... I mean, Hela oh. gets tokens. Like, how many token, Like how many things can you gain with souls? What? Wait, she no, doesn't she doesn't. She doesn't. do it off of dazed people. No. So what are the... There's a few other ones that you can pile in Okay, there. so the thing we were looking at is you do, like, Ghost Rider and... Um, Bunch of threes. Who's the other Resurrect person? Aren't there two people that play a card to come back? To- oh, last minute save. That was the other one. Yeah. Last minute save and deal with the devil. You die on both, and then the trick, and then on deal with the devil, the other person also dies. Mm-hmm. And so you end up triggering multiple effects off of basically one instance, and then you play all you've got, so you can intentionally daze your own person if you just want to get an extra trigger out of mm-hmm. it right now. Um, yeah. It just seems like there might be something there that might be fun. It's one of those where I always enjoyed playing lists like that when it comes to either you know War Machine or, or Magic or whatever, where you get bonuses when your opponent kills your model, so it doesn't feel bad. It actually feels pretty good. You're like, yeah, come on like in. Hedging your bets. Yep, come on in. Do something. I'm about to do four cool things. So I, I think I think that list might be interesting. So I think there's a few models that do that. But yeah, that's about it. Cool. Parker, do you have another one? Um, I think my next one that I'm really excited for is actually Amazing Spider-Man. Um, on the theme of having to build a list around him, I am excited to see um, exactly how do you leverage his uh, team affiliation uh, to make it the best. Um, it The idea of giving out slow is fine, but um, if how do you get do you want them to be placed within one? And if so, how do you get multiple slows out there? I, I'm not I'm not sure if you sell out for the affiliation or you just play Web Warriors like you always play Web Warriors and just instead of the other Spider-Man, you put in Amazing Spider-Man. It's more of a punchy one. I don't even know if you just keep playing Miles because he's so amazing for three points and you just put Miles and use that team affiliation because it's so, you know, it's a passive bonus, right? It's just always going to help. Whereas this one seems like you you might work way too hard to make it happen, but um, I love the Amazing Spider-Man model even without his team affiliation. He's great, and that's one of my favorite things in the game is when there's a great character that just happens to have a team affiliation also to play. So I'm I I don't know. I think you're gonna if you if you're putting Amazing Spider-Man in your squad, I think he's your leader. Period. I don't even think it's a question. Mm. Um. I do think Miles is still on your roster, and I think he makes your squad a decent amount of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just becomes you play all webbed up just like you would normally play it, except also it has a secondary option now of if I want to, I can just spend one power to get you off the point. Like if I've done all this and it looks like I've come up short on killing you, I now just spend one power and you're not there anymore. And so it gives them a secondary board control option. And if you think about it like that, um, let me just double read this. Yeah, so you could, if you had four power on somebody, you could double move and get anyone off a point because there's no Mm -hmm. size restriction. Yep. It's like, I double move here, 
I spend three power to play all webbed up. I spend one power, you're gone. And it, you're obviously going to try and place it to where you hit multiple people. Because off of a medium base like Amazing Spider-Man, you can probably hit multiple points. Right. And so you can move up. All right, these three characters now have slow. Second move over to here, this guy's not on the point. Activate somebody else, move them over, this guy's not on the point. Mm-hmm. Then use, you know, impact webbing or whatever to move them off or webline or whatever the situation is. Right. Like, it, it adds even more board control options that you can't stop. So because of that, you know, we used to, you know, run things like Hawkeye and Web Warriors because he had place effects, he was extra mobile, and he could pass out, you know, uh, debilitating effects. Is one of those slow? Does the Hawkeye? I'm looking for him. Hawkeye Is, can give slow. Hawkeye can give slow. Do you still do you do you run characters that have slow on purpose so you don't have no. you know so it's not a one turn thing? No. Hawkeye. I mean, Hawkeye. If you want to deal damage, sure, but he doesn't do anything else that your guys want. Right. Like, if all you care about was slow, then that I guess that's okay. But there's got to be somebody else that does slow, right? That's what I've been trying to figure out. <laughs> Uh, I don't know, it seems very not good to include a three-point character that just adds slow sometimes. Right. Because if that was your argument, you would just let you would just take Gwen or Miles instead mm-hmm. and have them apply slow with the leadership ability. Right. Like like you would never include another model that randomly applies slow. Mm-hmm. If it was every attack applied slow, I could see that. That's and that's actually what I was looking for. I was I was thinking I was Obviously, yes, you can have models that just go ahead and can apply slow using the ability. It's not like you can't spend one power to apply slow to somebody. That by itself is means you can get slow twice. But I was trying to find any other characters in the game that are going to be able to slow while the, they're also doing the thing that they do, so they're not spending power or getting um, out of out of uh, position. And I was having a hard time. Slow is not super common in the game, except for like grab bag folks like Crystal and Hawkeye who can kind of, you know, choose their favorite thing. There's not I believe li- um Star-Lord can. Yep. It's like it's funny. There's no like slow like purposely slow themed person like some characters Oh, Thanos. Just add in Thanos. Oh, him, what was I thinking? Just have him yeet blaster people and see <laughs> if he gets a random wild. It's right. like, and they're like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Well, I needed to apply slow, so I figured a nine-point model throwing a five-dice attack was probably worth it on the wild." Got him. Like you could have, and like you could have bought three Hawkeyes. Like, no, you can't. You only take one Hawkeye, idiot. You're mm-hmm. like, I guess you win. <laughs> That's how this conversation goes. Yeah, I, um, I. So I guess I love Amazing Spider-Man, but. Um, I'm looking for the obvious way to use his ability, and I guess that the what you just described is the obvious way. You're just going to end up slowing somebody twice with the tactics card or two different characters to make sure you move them one. And that's, Ooh, that's what you know you do. how you do this. You know who you take to put slow on people? Hmm. Fucking Toad. That's who you take to put slow on people. I feel like this is a gag. No, because you just take him in Web Warriors, and he gets to put slow on people for one power. Yeah, but why Toad He's... especially? Because he's a two-point model that has scenario rules and wall crawler. That's true. Those are all of the reasons. Mm-hmm. He has the best stat line of a two-point model, and he can do everything within range two. He's mobile. Like, that's it. It's not complicated. He also can incinerate people if you want to go for the kill him plan. It's like, oh, they ran up to my toads. Like, cool, I I acid spit you, I, I slow you, and I move the fuck away. Right. Next action, Venom eats you. Like, oh, that sucked. Yeah. 
It's like, minus one die, no re-rolls, here's 12 dice, we are Venom. You're like, I've done better things with my life. Yep. Also, since you're automatically running, you know, five-point Spider-Man, having a two-pointer in there that you can count on uh, to play most of the time is going to be key. I'm playing him right now, and a person who can interact with objectives at range two is pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah, And again, another cheap model lets you go wide really easily, which helps you keep from getting priority, because you don't want priority. You want to go last with Web Warriors. Mm -hmm. So having a wider roster helps with that. Yeah. Which is harder to do when Spider-Man costs... Five. That was the best thing about Web Warriors before is that they were, they were so cheap, cheap for yep. their for their uh, for their cadre. I am really surprised. I for the for listeners who've been listening for a long time or people who know Brandon personally, the fact that I hear him talking about Toad in a positive light is 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 a shift. I feel like a paradigm shift. Oh. No, he's a piece of shit. No, there's <laughs> a the as long as I don't paint him, I just see him as this blob of gray that has rules, <laughs> which is why I will probably never paint him. Just because <laughs> I can accept a blob yeah. of gray that has good rules. As soon I as he becomes cannot, yeah. I cannot abide playing Toad. As soon as he becomes Mortimer Toynbee, you're gonna yeah, be like, well, shit, exactly. can't do this anymore. Nice while it lasted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jeremy, hot. You ready for a hot take, Jeremy? I want to no, know. Uh, can oh, you God. put Can you put Daredevil in Web Warriors uh, with Amazing Spider-Man? Can you put a four pointer? I hate you so much. Down? I hate you. Just shut up. Can you do no. it? That's you no, you cannot. No. So. Why? Don't do it. I'm not going. I'm to. confused. Why? I'm not going. Because Daredevil's horrible. Am I out of? Oh, he is horrible. I tried to tell you that, and you're like, "No, he's really good." And then you played him against me, and you're like, "This guy is dog shit." <laughs> I believe uh, he made zero attacks and died in two. He might have made an attack on himself, trying to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. He God. tried to swallow his baton while he was being murdered. <laughs> oh, what a oh. world! He was just, like, blindly wandering around the map. Blindly? Don't talk about him. He's handy. Yeah, that's blindly. on the nose. He can't see very well. He's a lawyer. <laughs> There's all kinds of rules. He Justice has. is blind, bro. Just- so it's fucking Matt Murdock. Look, he, it's Hell's Kitchen. It's like a tough place to be, or something. All right. Uh, so I guess it's me, right? It's you, back to me. You get one more. All right. I'm just waiting for Doom. <laughs> just stop it. Just Doom. I want to play Doom. Listen, uh, listen to the pre-ramble my, if you want to know why he keeps saying no, that. They'll, they'll listen. They'll listen at the end. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm obviously excited to play Hulkbuster. We don't know what he does. I, I guess I want to play Convocation, like, for the reasons I said before. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only thing I've actually been thinking about, like, technically, is uh, Dormammu and Thanos. I'm going to play a lot of Dormammu and Thanos when they come out. I'm not kidding at all. I'm actually going to do oh, that. Oh, I'm sure you are. I think it's going to be fun. You're going to Lord Bros? You need to, like... I'm going to... You need to I'm mod going to Omega Beam fucking everybody. You need to mod Thanos, turn his hand sideways, and see if you get Dormammu with like a closed fist so you can put them next to each other so they like fist tap. They're both doing like, fist, like fist Thanos pump. is like reaching way up. Yeah. Oh, what we need to do is we need a Dormammu who's like got his hand outstretched. It looks like he's like grabbing for something. And a Thanos is doing the same thing. So when you put their models together, they do the the predator like <laughs> arm grab the muscly oh arm grab meme <laughs> i don't think you're comprehending the difference in their I size i know i know dormammu's gonna be like on one knee i just need out. i just need dormammu to see thanos in a game and go you son of a bitch and like class fans i need it to happen 
I feel like do the the flex hand grab. Yeah, that's what I mean. From Predator. Yeah, that's yeah. what I need. The 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 Dormammu, the Dormammu, uh, Thanos, uh, uh, bromance. That's what I need. Oh my god! It's like little brother, little brother yeah. from Strong Bad. Yeah. <laughs> All I know what I'm gonna do is I'm going to little use brother. Cosmic Portal to place Dormammu, which sounds fun because he's enormous. Uh-huh. Uh, so he's just gonna teleport all around the battlefield because he gets to place within range two twice a turn, and then <laughs> Dormammu is going to yeet blaster somebody, and he's gonna get Death's Decree, and it's just gonna obliterate them. <laughs> it's like it's like moving the fucking Gustav gun into position, and then just fucking making a crater in the ground. You're like, I got him. You're like that was wasp. It's like I don't care, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the game will go it's just like i will vaporize some random model and then say your turn you're like at 17 i've got this at 18 yeah. space stone fuck it yeah <laughs> fuck does... it, space stone. Oh, okay i really need to move fucking dormammu three times yep <laughs> does i was gonna say every turn if thanos has any stones he automatically takes damage but does he does he actually... No, because you spend all your power moving people he never takes damage but if he gains well, he would gain, what, like four power every turn, right? He would get four power a turn. If you took the power stone, he'd gain five. So if he has four power a turn, he's, he automatically takes damage. He'll be four power. No, he has it's four if power. you have six or more. Oh, is it six or more? Okay, okay. Six mm-hmm. or more. Six or more. Then, okay, there you go. You just have to make sure he... I'm checking, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think you're right. I, I, now six you or that. more, okay. get pwned, scrub. So now you just need... So you just need to make sure he never ever gets attacked, so he never gains any additional damage. But I guess it doesn't matter. But what well, I was thinking because he's it's only in the power phase, and he'll end up spending it all. Right. And what you, your plan is to get power on Thanos? That's your counter to my list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't care. I'm going to add so much power to Thanos, he won't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah. If only Thanos could do stuff with power, nah. we would have an answer to this. Nah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's mainly that uh, Dormammu is going to be rolling ten dice on his big attack and it's going to do it's going to hit on skulls so you have a uh, five and eight chance of getting a successful damage and then every one of their defense dice is a one and eight chance of giving you a successful damage yeah. and so it's basically just going to kill anyone you pointed at it's gonna be funny it's and then also you'll have silly board control because of thanos yeah it's probably like seven damage per like average something like that yeah that would be such uh, a te- oh, that's such a negative play experience. Because it's about five. Points, <laughs> it's real bad. It's five point seven per die, so it's it's five point seven uh, for ten, and then what is it? It's totally dependent on how many defense dice they're rolling. But I mean, if even if you don't count that, you're averaging maxing out people's health bars with its normal roll. Uh, and then feel the power of darkness is after he gets attacked, you can push the person away and they gain hex. Yeah. And in, incinerate. If they already have hex, I think. If they already had yeah. hex, they gain incinerate. Yeah. What's funny Dark is that. Dark miasma yeah. is you get to do it again without paying the power cost, targeting someone within two. That would be hilarious. Because mm-hmm. if you're rolling 10 dice, the odds of getting all these results isn't that crazy. It's not good, but it isn't crazy. Mm-hmm. And then at 20 points, you throw in a three-point model that you get to play twice. Yeah. <laughs> and luckily, anyone who gets close, when you put that model to try and kill Dormammu, Thanos will take care of that. Why don't you go over there instead? Yeah, how do you get to him? Like, he's like, all right, I got to Dormammu. Because you do all of this funny stuff, right? And so they're like, all right, so uh, Thanos places Dormammu forward. 
and then he moves up and he he moves two of your people together so that way the the yeet cannon can actually hit two people and then he's like all right done your turn dormammu dormammu goes you death decree he hits the omega blaster and you probably vaporize a guy and then dormammu teleports backwards your turn you're like like it's like how do you kill them it's impossible mm. now you're going to lose on scenario real hard but they have to win before you kill their whole list which will probably be pretty easy <laughs> Because you're only killing one person a turn. <laughs> but it's going to be funny. Yeah. You'll definitely have done it. That's the point. You'll have done it. He's got so many weird rules. I'm still reading everything. <laughs> I don't know why I read it backwards due to dyslexia, but it said immunity to flight. And I'm like, how does that matter? <laughs> like, no, like, oh, he has flight. He's immune to bleed, incinerate, and stagger. <laughs> Oops. Anyway, that's that's the silliness I'm going to play. I know we talked about it before, but I'm actually kind of excited because I like dumb silly lists. All right, are we done? Are we doing another round? I don't think I have anything else. Um, I'm I'm good. You good? Okay. Uh, so last topic today, Parker's going to talk about um something involving iron. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So in honor of uh, our friend uh, Iron Man coming out, I have. Uh, a long-running title, so I'm going to try to pinpoint exactly if you want to read it. It's uh, Iron Man, The Invincible Iron Man, which is one of the longest-running like single series in Marvel Comics. But this one uh, is called uh, Invincible Iron Man Execute Program. So it uh, took place in 2007. It's uh, issue numbers uh, 7 to 12 that year in The Invincible Iron Man. And so um, this was actually the the thing directly preceding the uh, Marvel Comics Civil War. Uh, so Iron Man has the extremists. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, he uh, basically used um, uh, amazing biological uh, a program that restructured his body so that it could better interface with all technological systems, including his armor. So basically, he is Iron Man inside and out in this at this point in the Marvel Universe. I, I think you just mean Iron Man 3, right? Just go watch Iron Man 3 and you'll understand. Oh, Jesus. If you've ever seen Iron Man 3, please just forget all the nouns and pronouns and proper nouns in that movie because all of them are just the worst. Uh, the movie is okay. The movie is actually okay, but the, it's very, very it butchers an otherwise cool story for Iron Man. At any rate, it's yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop interrupting you. Go okay. Uh, at any rate, the problem with this uh, process is he basically he makes himself biologically so close to you know a, a biological computer that uh, he is also accessed to be hacked himself, and so um, basically the main plot of the story opens up immediately with a hacker has acquired not only control of uh, of uh, Tony Stark, but the entire newly enhanced Iron Man system, and he could do basically whatever he wants because there is not a superpower on the planet that can stop this new version of Iron Man. Realistically, uh, he's so uh, so advanced as his tech and his integration with systems. So it's about Iron Man getting out of this uh, terrible situation he's in. One of the cool things about it is uh, a lot of in the movie, the Civil War movie, uh, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, they don't really expound as to why precisely Tony Stark wants uh, is is pro registration. Uh, they just kind of it's just they, they draw up lines, right? And they needed somebody to be the opposite of Captain America. Tony Stark is the obvious choice. But in the comic books, the Civil War event um, actually has a, a very in depth backstory about why Tony Stark believes that that superheroes 
are like loaded guns and should therefore be registered. And that whole experience is this one. Now, the reason why I chose it for today's episode is because in it, he also, you get to see a lot of Tony Stark's toys, like the Hulkbuster armor is one of them, uh, because he... Uh, he decides he's going to try to basically make himself like Iron Man World, where he has all these different versions of Iron Man that can go out, and since they're all intimately connected to his nervous system, he can do everything at the same time. as Basically, as much as his brain can handle, he can run in, in Iron Man suits. And, of course, you know, drama ensues after he does this, and you can see what Iron Man does uh, whenever his, suits, his creations go uh, awry. But... Really, a, a good Iron Man, uh, just kind of standalone uh, uh, series, but it also sets up uh, the reason why Tony Stark ever even uh, was pro-registration in the Civil War, and it's uh, compelling. It, the Civil War was one of the best general storylines Marvel Comics ever did because they gave a really good reason for everyone's uh, everyone's side on in that. There was there was there there seemed to be kind of a good side but honestly if you read this uh invincible iron man execute program you'll see why tony was sure uh the registration needed to happen it's perfectly reasonable nice sounds like a shot for shot remake of iron man 3 <laughs> yeah so if you guys it's... like iron man 3 shot for shot remake of lethal weapon 5 i mean iron man 3 yeah. <laughs> i was going to say that it's the best lethal weapon 5 we have yeah all right well, that's going to wrap it up for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed our episode. Um, if you have any questions you want to ask us, please send them to our Facebook page or comment on our YouTube channel or you can... Um, what's another good way to contact us? Pigeons. Smoke, smoke signals. I guess you could send an email to our, our Google mail, but I, that's really not the best way. Yeah, I would say send us a Facebook message or if you don't do Facebook, go to YouTube and comment on the videos. And I, I check those pretty often. Um, well, anyway, this has been Brandon. And Parker. And Jermager Constant Hulkbuster is amazing. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. A.K.A. Dormammu. Dormammu. <laughs> A.K.A. Dormammu. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been X-Gene gonna give it to you. <laughs> Oh my god. Got him. Fucking got him. Yeah! So what are we going to call this thing? Uh, I got it. Okay. Incredible. New. Fantastic. Astonishing. Mighty. Original. Uncanny. Sensei. Sensational podcast. I'm just going to put down infamous. So, I mean, really, the answer to that is what if the, that show what if is like the answer to the age old question of who would win in a fight, Mighty Mouse or Superman? Like, it actually mm-hmm. answers those kind of questions, right? Like that's what it mm-hmm. like scratches the itch for. And that's what's kind of cool about it. I think the part of it is that there's been so many alternate timelines in the comics <clears throat> that you never get to see. Like, what about like you know, bleeding edge Iron Man? You know, interacting with um, I don't know, like Smart Hulk or something. Like, like there's just there's characters that have existed in multiple timelines that have never interacted with each other. And so it opens up the door for that, I think, is what a lot of people want. Yeah. Although someone was telling me that 
apparently the what if television show is not episodic it's concurrent so the episodes take place in the same timeline so based on what they were saying is there's the what if show is just one separate timeline and we see multiple things in that i thought that was dumb and the whole point was going to be that it was multiple different timelines yeah um seemed hmm. confusing I, I don't know, did they did they say where they're getting that information? Because that sounds like made-up bullshit. I'm not saying that you made it up, but that sounds like they made up bullshit. Yeah. Because it sounds like somebody going, no, 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 they're on the same timeline. It's just a new MCU. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a mansplain. Somebody trying to be cool. That's certainly not what the comic books were like. That, no. That's what I thought. Right, the comic books were all 100% very different stories. I have the Conan versus Wolverine. What if? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Con- I mean <laughs> Conan the Barbarian. Yep. Isn't that pretty obvious? Though? Uh, Am I missing something? Pre- uh, the Predator has fought like every single comic book character. At some point, the Predator well, has fought. Yeah. Him. Predator versus uh... Squirrel Girl. Arrow. It's probably yeah. Squirrel Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably. I know there was multiple Punisher kills series where he literally kills yeah. everyone. MCU. Deadpool kills everyone. That's been happening many times. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting multiverse ones that I'm really I'm I'm uh, a little surprised they did, but not surprised they did, which is the the zombie one. So I know one of the episodes yep. features zombie, and the Marvel zombies was wonderful to read, um, mostly because <laughs> of Machine Man. I am really excited for Machine Man to show up in lots of things. I hope that's the, I told Sarah my secret hope is that Machine Man shows up in the What If series in the zombie episodes because if they don't, they miss a golden opportunity to introduce one of the best Marvel characters in the whole universe. Is he just a robot? Yeah, so he was he was a really gimmicky kind of in the golden age of comics, he was a really gimmicky kind of dud character. Um, but they reinvented him for the zombies uh, storyline, the Marvel zombie storyline, uh, because of course you know Marvel zombies uh, eventually a couple superheroes become zombified, and once superheroes are all zombified, like you can't fucking stop them, right? They're unstoppable, and so they basically eat eat or zombify the entire world very quickly. And the only creatures they can't zombify are the artificial intelligences, and the one who hates people the most is Machine Man, and so he finally gets an excuse to start murdering all the meatbags because he's been programmed not to kill people, and it's the thing he likes about himself the least. He hates himself mm-hmm. that he can't kill people. And so, once they're finally zombies, his, his program... safe right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it basically, as soon as they're zombies, he finds out he can start murdering everyone, and so he just... He, Machine Man saves the universe by murdering everything in the Marvel Universe. It's, it's wonderful. Uh, Machine Man is a fantastic character. And that Machine Man, like the interpretation of him, was so popular because the Marvel Zombies was so popular that they they basically... The Machine Man in the primary Marvel Universe, which was a totally forgotten character, they just basically brought him into a bunch of other series now. So he's a really common thing. Um, he's really common in the Marvel Universe now to show up kind of as a Deadpool-type character. He's usually, you know, comic relief, but he's great. Parker, can you back off your mic? How about that? Does that sound good? Yeah. Better? You were a little loud and you were popping a bit. Okay. Okay. Boy, we've had some spoilers in the last few days. Had some, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> hey, Parker, uh, I have some news for you. What's that? You're a bum. 
Yeah, bum. Uh, just so you know, I see David Jones seven times more often than I see you right now. Because he's always playing that card game? Well, I've seen him um, three times in the last five days in oh. person. Oh, man. And I've seen you three times in the last five weeks. Did he come over to paint? No. He's oh. just been coming to the store like three out of five days. That's awesome. One of the times, to be fair, he forgot something. So that doesn't really count, but I'm mm-hmm. counting it. Mm-hmm. The uh, I said this, but as soon as school starts, especially with during volleyball season, everything gets just pushed onto the weekend. It becomes a lot harder to get away. And then last mm-hmm. Thursday was Sarah's um, quilt night, and so she was at her quilt guild stuff. Tomorrow is the last day of tryouts, and so if I be if I'm there, I'll be late. So we'll see how late I am tomorrow. I'll be late tomorrow for sure too. I've got to meet the teacher night, so I got to run all the way back to Blue Springs, and then run all the way back out. Oof! It's balls. I'm not excited, but you know, kids. Got to meet that teacher, yo. Yeah, so I can be annoyed with them, and I have a face to put with the emails. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 right. <laughs> I'm telling like everyone everyone always asks like well you know they're doing their best job and their teachers and all this stuff and blah 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 I'm like you know I once had a conversation with a second grade teacher who asked if my kids didn't like her and I said well I didn't like my teachers so why would they like you <laughs> and everyone in the room stopped talking yeah. <laughs> and we were done <laughs> I didn't like my teachers, so why would they like you? <laughs> that was when uh, I was married. I was I was married at the time. And we were all just sitting there, and everyone was disappointed but me. <laughs> no, that's that's what a horrible question. Why would any adult? Why would a professional of any kind mm-hmm. put that on? Put that on anybody? I, I find that the. The parent-teacher conferences, in middle school, it's a little bit better because most of the time the parents don't get a lot of time because you got eight people to talk to, so mm-hmm. you don't get to have very in-depth conversations most of the time. But um, So there's not a lot of chances to, to fuck it up. But um, I, I have been in the room with other teachers in parent-teacher conferences because I've done it in big forums where everybody's just kind of walking around mm-hmm. flea market style. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Some, and some of the time when I hear what I hear going on at the other tables – I'm just like what I ask myself. Like, what what's the parents supposed to do with that? Like, what are you what are you doing for them? Um, they don't feel helped at all. They don't feel useful at all. And you don't need. And I'm not mean like they're you hear only positive things. But the only thing you should be telling adults who come to see you is how you're going to serve their kid. That's the only thing. And mm-hmm. if you have bad, if you have news for them that they should be concerned about, it it should be with the service. You should say. You know, they're really struggling in this area, and this is how they're yes. going to be successful in my class. You know, that that should be what it is. It's not, they're really they're really having a hard time in this area, and then pregnant pause. Why are you, <laughs> like, what do you, what do you expect is going to be born in that moment? Is the parent going to go just like, is the parent going to go, oh, you know what? No one's ever told me that before. I didn't know my kid was bad at this. You know what? I actually am a physicist, so I can just help them with that. Like, no, it's not, <laughs> it's like no one's ever... No one's ever like had anything well, I, to add to that I would assume moment. they would have responded with, "Oh, my kid's bad at math." Well, I told him to be bad at math, so right. now that I know it's becoming an issue, I'll tell him to stop being bad at uh, math. Yeah, it's just it's like, you're not helping. Right. It's I've had meetings with kids. I've had meetings with parents 
Um, and we, you know, their kids were absolutely like dumpster fires, uh, not academically, behaviorally. And these parents are just used to being told over and over and over and over again to do something about it. But what are they doing at home? They're, they're 13 miles, five miles, however many miles away from their kid. You know, they work all the time when they're not with their kids. Sometimes they see them just in passing before or after dinner. Like what, what are they supposed to be doing? So every time I had a conversation, I was like, this is what I'm doing to help your kid. Yeah. I just want to tell you, please, please, you know, give me input. If you're in, if you're interested in knowing more, I'll tell you all about it, but this is what I'm doing to help your kid. The, I'm just going to tell you what, what my job is. Cause I think that's what you're here to find out. I don't think you're here to find out what your kid is. I think you know who your kid is. Mm-hmm. You probably are trying to find out what I'm doing. And as long as I keep the conversation around that, I've always had a su- very, very, yeah. very successful conversation with adults. But are some conferences pi- a normal thing? Like, is that something that happens on a regular basis? At least twice a year. At least. Really? Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually had... Do, uh, do your kids' parents show up for that? Mm-hmm. Usually a lot. A lot of kids show up to the first one. Not nearly as many parents. About half. But I usually get, of my 100 students, I'll get, you know, 50 or 60 at the first one and then a lot less, usually only like 20 or 30 at the second one max. Mm. But then if there are kids, you know, that you, kids that are frequent flyers that are always, you know, some issue like trouble or academics, then, you know, I'm seeking out more than just that twice a year conference. But, but like I said, I've never had a parent hang up the phone on me. Like people, people tell me these horror stories of parents like, they try to call them and they get yelled at by parents or the parents just hang up on them and they don't know how they're going to deal with this parent. I've never had any of that. Cause when I call them, I just, all the only thing I want to do is tell them what I'm doing. Like, this is what I'm doing to help uh-huh. your kid. Um, because this is the situation. This is what happened. I thought you should be aware how I'm still going to help them, how we're going to support them here. I say we, I don't say me um, because I want them to feel like it's not just me, but um, I don't know. I, as long as, I guess maybe that's it. I think teachers, just like anything else, you know, some teachers are lazy. They're bad at, they're, they're not excellent at finding solutions for kids. Um, basically, they can teach, they can teach if no one has a problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I can totally teach math if everyone can math. But as soon as your kid has some issue that's, that's, that's outside of my immediate ability to deal with, I'm just going to tell you and, and pray you'll fix it. Um, it's it's passing the buck. I don't I don't like it. So yeah, I totally feel you. You got to go to parent night. You got to go to parent night because there's a really good chance you you're gonna have to stick up for teach your kids, your kids to be better. Yeah, and right. won't have any problems. If everyone would just work harder. Yeah. Gosh. Just just have better kids. Like do better. Like. Do better. Yeah. Skate better. Yep. <laughs> you want to win? Try hard. skate better. No, I don't know what you're skate talking better. about. Oh, What's that's that uh. It's uh, it was a Disney movie, a Disney Channel original movie called Brink. Anybody guess who Brink? Jesus, that is a that's a deep cut, Parker. That is a yeah. deep. That is a deep. That is deep meta so knowledge. Deep. <laughs> so deep. deep meta knowledge. There's a movie called Brink. Uh, is the reason why kids of the 2000s, late 90s and 2000s know this movie because it was a mild cult hit. Because it actually had chops. It was actually not a horrible movie. A lot of that stuff was just terrible. But that one was actually a pretty fun movie. And there's this moment in it where uh, these guys about to go to a skating competition. And his little brother comes up and says, hey, hey, skate better. And he goes, skate better. Skate and then he, like, better. better. <laughs> no, it's, it's, he's saying it sarcastically, right? It's, it's, tongue, it's all tongue in cheek. It's not like he has an epiphany to skate better. It, it's not magical. He's just, he just goes, skate better. And so if you've ever 
If you've ever seen that movie, it, that movie is that scene is a steal in that movie. It totally makes the movie. Um, skate better, skate better. So every time I hear any hear, hear tell anybody tell me to do better, just make it, just fix it, then I always think skate better. Nice. Thanks for that revelation. The, I I'm I went I took you down memory lane, but it's only my memory, so. It's a, it's a lonely, dusty lane, I guess, all of us I've been looking for good things to watch and asking everybody, and no one came up with Brink, but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad now I have my next stream. I don't, my evenings ooh. are full. Can you find Brink? Maybe it's on Disney+. Plus. I'm <laughs> sure it is. They have fucking everything else on there. Uh, if it's there, I might have to. Hell yes! 90s Disney movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Dude, they have fucking Steamboat Willie on Disney Plus. <laughs> they do. Got a seventy-six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, it's got one of my uh, the Black Ranger, the original Black Ranger, Walter Emanuel Jones. He's on it. I recognized him. I remember that. That was like the first guy I ever saw on TV with a flat top. Uh huh. Uh huh. Hey, um, Jeremy, what does the Snyder cut of Brink have on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet um, it's at least a 60. Uh, it's got the a 37. Snyder cut. The Snyder it's, Cut. It's six and a half hours long. Um, it, it got has, rated It got has rated three seven times as many double, boxes. triple axles. Yeah. It's got seven mm. out of ten juice boxes awards. That's good. I like that a lot. How many is the Snyder Cut of Brink? It's actually that 14 days long. But at the end of that 14 days, you find out it was all a dream within an illusion inside of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, have, have any of you guys... Okay, I'll start the saying by... I have no ill feelings for Hugh Jackman. No problem with Hugh Jackman. I actually How say, dare you? I was going to say, I careful, no motherfucker. I have no problem careful. with Hugh Jackman whatsoever. Knives so, are out, bitch. So I know. That's, that's why I started with that. I started with that going, Hugh Jackman is amazing person. Inside and out. He's a glorious, beautiful person. Careful. There's a new movie he's going to come out on. I guess it's is it Netflix or Amazon original? Um, yes. Have you seen this? This um, His newest movie is like, a sci-fi movie. Yeah. That is, I can't yeah. It is, as far as I could tell, exactly Inception again. <laughs> exactly Inception again. Yeah. Uh, it, as, soon as, as soon as I saw it, you know what thing came to my mind immediately? You remember Chewbacca? Remember Chewbacca again? <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's, his, that's the first thing I thought is is somebody looking at that going, "Remember Inception? Remember Inception again?" Like that's it's exactly what it is. Oh, Reminiscence, Reminiscence is the name of this movie. And as soon as I saw it, I went, "It's Chewbacca again." Um, and the fact that it's also about memory made me laugh. Uh, so if South Park doesn't bring back Chewbacca again to make fun of this film, I think they're they're missing something. They're so, they're, they're they're slow. I looked it up. Top stories. It says, and this this sums it all up. Reminiscence review. Hugh Jackman's Inception ripoff isn't worth remembering. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yep. Uh, there Boom. it is. Nick Bannister, a private investigator of the mind, navigates an alluring <laughs> world of the past. God damn. What the fuck? All I know Even, is Hugh Jackman can do it better. I'm good with that. All, It'll be better. That, that, that's, that's, the funny thing is, even like the color schemes, the device they use to do it, 
uh, like the the mystical dream memory world they go into. Everything looks so much like Inception. It's it's so rip off. It's it's it reminds me of like uh, remember Dante's Peak and like the Inferno or whatever it was. Like those two identical. Uh, volcano movies that came in out within three months of each other starring I think the exact same people like it looked even like the same people mm-hmm. reminiscence is there's, there's one Yahoo question about re- reminiscence official <laughs> by what name was reminiscence released officially in English in India <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a very Okay. That's a very specific and odd question. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't get any clearer than that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think we're all on the same page now. <laughs> um, what the fuck? <laughs> so, has anyone seen Free Guy? Is anyone going to see Free Guy? Not yet. I will oh, go see it, yeah. Okay. I saw the um, trailer review with Deadpool and Korg. That was adorable. Did you see that? I have not. That was but adorable. Deadpool started doing these these uh, trailer reactions, and then he had Korg special guest star on the new guy one or whatever it's called. Yeah, free the, guy. Uh, well, Taika is not producing or directing, but he does play the antagonist. He's in the movie. Yeah, yeah he plays He's... the antagonist in Free Guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I am. I Korg, Korg thought it was worth saying. <laughs> I am. A, I. I am torn because this might be the first movie in a long time that I'm actually jazzed enough to go and see in theaters after I watch some some content. It's, it looks like a lot. It's of like fun. literally Ready Player One, from what I can tell. Um, actually, the I think it's a little bit different than that. I think it's actually well, the plot is different, but it's yeah. the same fucking movie. Yeah, I think um, I think I would see it again just to see Taika Waititi do things. I feel like watch it they don't even have to be good movies anymore. They just have to be entertaining. I'm excited just to go. Mm-hmm. I see every piece of shit that comes out that's even like halfway decent. It doesn't mm-hmm. even matter. I'm like I'm like I a mean, man. You saw this you saw the Snyder cut. Not at the theater, but I woulda. <laughs> I mean I could have would have let bag. me in. If I, I would have put packed a bag. Yeah. I don't know how many vacation days did you have left? I don't know if you could have seen it in theaters. That's true. That would have taken a bunch. <laughs> we used to take PTO to wait in line to see movies. Now you have to pay to see, use PTO just to see the movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. All right. Well, are you guys are you guys ready to do this? Do we have anything to talk about today? I think we're just going to ramble on about news. I do. I, I actually like Jeremy's idea about uh, picking some you know new models that because there's so many new models that we have rules for now that aren't on the out. Um, it is like I'm, nearly. It's I'm nearly not really present now, right? I'm I'm not really I mean you can my my idea was not necessarily models that aren't out I mean that could be on oh. the list if they're super hot but like there's so many out like I tried to use them the other day and I I had like one too many in a list and I was like holy fuck I've got a lot going on here um <laughs> and my thought was there's there's a handful of models that are actually out now that are pretty solid that are used for different things and I'm not sure what they're used for yet like they seem interesting and cool. Um, I was just thinking either you know pick one or two or something that are interesting, but you haven't had enough time to think or flush it out in a list you know, for ten games, and maybe just discuss that. Because I mean, there's there's always Valkyrie you can put in for three points, but there's also other ones that are out now that are three points that are solid that may not be getting any screen time. That was my thought, because just because it's. I mean, con- we can do that, but I don't know that there's like, 
I guess there's like one thing I kind of want to do that I haven't had time to do. Like I feel you have one specifically that you've been tooling with. That would be interesting to What's hear that? kind of the dynamics of that conversation. Like um, Mr. Sinister. I mean, like what do you mean? Just the fact that he's kind of newish. You've been playing him. I mean, where the fuck does he work? Like, what is been his... out for like three months. Three months? The game's been out for a year and a half, and Valkyrie's still the number one three-point model, or is she? Like, four... Well, I mean, you know, she stabs people with swords. Like, that's good I stuff. Guess. That's... <laughs> that's some hard-hitting that's... commentary there by Brandon. <laughs> good shit. Uh, she'll sword you. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you fucking kidding me? Swords! I mean... Personally, I think it's pretty well known. I'm the biggest innovator in our play group. I, I invented how to beat Magneto. Through X-Cons at him. No, I had two. I had two time-tested and approved methods for beating Magneto. The, the second one, which is the more recent, you might remember, was play Crossbones. It is mm-hmm. undefeated. Crossbones has never lost Magneto in my tenure. Uh, the second and more original was Play Magneto, which uh, I found quite useful. It was 100% win rate for Magneto. Magneto v. Magneto? Yeah. Magneto always wins. How could he lose? He's Magneto. That is innovation. I, I, you know, I think by definition that's innovation. I find it easiest to see the box while standing outside the box, viewing yourself inside the box. Is that all, That's like, is the rest, goes. is that whole it's... entire thing in a box as well? Yeah, no, Good. and then okay. as it pans okay. out, you okay. see there's another larger box that you were within the whole time <laughs> being viewed from you still outside that box. And it's just like an infinite cascade of boxes and use. Which was purchased using Shroot Bucks. <laughs> But there's plenty of news, too. I mean, I, that was just a thought. We have a couple things to talk about. Okay, so our official topic is talk about three models that we think is interesting in the current meta. Interesting, Probably yes. Probably three, you mean three, 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 like, models untested for us. Like, we haven't, that's the idea, yeah, right? Yeah, three hypothetical, like, meta, I don't know, I'm trying to phrase this in a way that people will understand what it means. Is it really meta? Like, are we thinking it's going to, like, change the meta? Well, the or meta just... is, like, the like that would be what you're... The, I see. The game stuff. Yeah, the meta would be inserting them into the meta and, and mm-hmm. how they would react. Are they that um, good, question mark? I don't know. Meta-worthy? I mean, it's basically just, yeah, like, meta-worthy or excited to try. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but they do, I, but they do need ahead. to be out, or, or it's just we know of No, them. they don't have to be out, but... Okay. Uh, Obviously, we need to know. Don't just say I'm waiting for Doom like that. That's yeah, not yeah, that's useful. Right. I, I I would not say the new Iron Man, even though I am excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So don't nobody say something stupid like that. I won't. All right. So you guys good? I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Let's get some time stampies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It came back. Uh, we did. It. Oh boy. So I wanted. To, I've been wanting to tell you guys. Uh, so Jeremy, do you remember that game I played against Jason uh, when he just like table swept his models into the trash can and left? Yes. That was. Uh, <laughs> I did not think it was going that badly for him at the time, uh, but he came up yesterday and we played a game. 
What? Which surprised me on multiple levels. One, that he showed up. Two, that he talked to me. And three, that we played a game of Marvel Crisis Protocol. Wow. I was very surprised at basically everything that happened that day. That guy has um, a really tough constitution. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> the guy, it's almost like he lives in a natural state of hell because he has a wife and kids. But anyway, I'm just kidding. I think he loves his wife, probably. I think he loves his wife. Hi, Susan. <laughs> Of all of the people, I think it's... I have spoken more words to Susan than anybody else's wife I can think of. That's true. So, I have a pretty good relationship with Susan. She usually texts me when she needs to buy a present for him. Anyway, um, we played a game, and beforehand, uh, I I did this little exercise, because he wanted to... Guess what he wanted to play after he was having a bad time? He wanted to switch to something that would give him a better chance to win. He went to Black Horse. <laughs> Black order. And so he shows up, builds a black order list while I'm doing something. I walk over, I'm like, so we're doing that, okay? <laughs> it's like, we're back to black order. For anybody at home, every time Jason loses a game, he switches back to black order. <laughs> and then just runs it straight down the middle. <laughs> if you're thinking you know how black order works, don't think about that when Jason plays black order. Black order is also known as Hulk plus Hulk plus Hulk run down middle. <laughs> Like that's he plays them when he doesn't want to think about anything and just just fucking hammer it, and so he just literally walks down the middle and punches everybody. All mid. Like, all right. All mid. And so I told him that the reason he was getting frustrated with games is because they're ending early because he's not keeping track of the scenario well enough. He's not realizing when he's getting behind until it's too late to come back, and then it's pointless because he's too far behind. And so we did this little exercise before we did the game. Where we didn't get out stat cards, we just we just said, all right, hypothetically, if we were playing 17 points, what would your squad be? And so we pulled out the models we would probably use at 17 points, just because it's the most common point total. We set the models down, then we deployed. I deployed a fake scenario that we were not playing. I just deployed it, um, let's see, I basically did um, Deadly Legacy Cure and Mutant Madman. <clears throat> I just deployed a uh, Bravo Secure and a um, Centerline Extract is what I did. And so we just played out first turn, not rolling dice, not spending power, not taking damage, but just moving to where you would do and, and, and assuming logical progression of the turn. And we did that, and he played Black Order. He played the standard th three-model Black Order versus um, I played X-Force just so he would have something generic to play against. And we just we just dry-played it out like trying to figure out how he could get ahead on scenario while being outnumbered like that. Cause then it, it was like five to three. Mm -hmm. And so we played it out and he, he ended up getting ahead on scenario points, but I was trying to reinforce him thinking about the game as a, how do you get points? Like don't think about fighting people. Cause all that stuff is secondary. The most important thing is having the mindset of you're trying to get points. Everything you're doing is to get points. You're not going here to try and kill Wolverine. You're going here to get him to drop the extract he's holding so you can get his point. Like So to trying to change the frame of reference for, for where his plans come from. And so we did that before the game, and then we played the game, and he ended up losing, but it was a very close game, and he was much better on scenario throughout the game. And so I think he left feeling much better about his progress. So hopefully that sticks and he keeps with it. Uh, You know, worst case scenario, he seems to just appear anyway, so... Yeah. I mean, what are the odds of him quitting? Also, now that Hulkbuster has been spoiled, he's probably not going to quit until he at least buys it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he buys it first, then quits. 
buys it, and then he can just fucking windmill it into the trash. Yeah. Can. <laughs> Fuck this game. Well, mm. Yeah, I feel. I, I don't know. I, I, feel, I don't know if I want to tell this other story. Go ahead. Oh, I just always feel bad. Um, whether I'm in a game with him or you're in a game, like anyone in a game with him, I just feel terrible for him because like, there's always a moment where you're playing and you're like, Oh no, like he doesn't realize. And then when he does, all of a sudden the game is just not worth playing anymore. Cause it's like, Oh shit. And he's not the kind of guy to take anything back. You know, it's just kind of play it through and do the thing. And it does feel pretty shitty. Like when you know you did it, but, Again, you have to do things like you're saying you do. You you play it through and see what's going on there. Yeah. I love playing Jason. I think he's my favorite opponent um, right now. But yeah, there's definitely times in games where it's like obvious at one point that Jason has forgotten or did not realize how something worked. And it's it's kind of at the stage where it's too late to take back or warn him about. Or it's like the, oh, you need like... I'm playing criminal, so you're not actually contesting this point, and you clearly, at this point in your turn, it's a blatantly obvious that you thought you were contesting it. But it's like, well, we've already done a bunch of other stuff, and Jason does not ask for takebacks. Like he, he's like, I fucked up; it's my fault. Like we keep going, but it's just like, well, yeah, but then now this game is pointless because you're four points behind, and I'm playing criminals, so it doesn't matter. Like it's just stuff like that, yeah. Or it's like the, uh, you did not know that Magneto couldn't be thrown when you made your plan this turn. And so everything leading to this moment is just trash. Mm. Like, throw it out the window. I usually like to start my, my, my turns like that. Immediately go to Magneto. Immediately do punch him first instead of throw him first. And then get angry. Like, it happens every <laughs> goddamn time. It's happened to me 40 times in a row. <sighs> yeah. It's like... He's like, all right, well, the game's over. He's like, I agree. I activate Shuri and shoot Magneto. So I push him off the point. And he's like, um, shit. Like, <laughs> usually what I do is I will attack somebody. Oh, what I did this game against Jason. Perfect example. I ended Wolverine's turn. He had just dazed Enchantress. So I'm like, oh, man, this game is in the bag. Man, Ma Wolverine's got all this power. I might as well use some of it. I'll med pack Cable. End turn. Uh... Corvus Glaive does Glaive's Edge Deathblow on Wolverine. I'm like, I look down, I have two power. I'm like, God damn it! Like, why am I so bad at this game? <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine takes 11 damage. Son of a bitch! Like, <laughs> it's like, if only there was something I could have done to prevent this from happening. <laughs> yeah, so that's usually what I get mad about. I get so mad when I do shit like that. Like, I had a plan, and I changed my plan. <laughs> chased anyway. it chased it down the hole yeah. yeah sad all right well do you guys have anything else you wanted to chat about wait there was something i wanted to bring up i am fading super hard mm -hmm. no nah, i think that's it let's go ahead and wrap up